Hello, listening people. Hello. You're listening to Spit and Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. I'm Ryan Slowinski. And I'm the not as good one, but I'm still pretty good. It's You're Bart- the Yoko Ono of Spit and Polish. Oh no, I'm Bartek. Like, you ruin, you ruin, yeah, you're Bartek. You're, you're like Yoko Ono, like, you ruin the flow of everything, but as an independent artist, you're pretty okay. Yeah, but, and also... Like, a bit up yourself, but, like, pretty okay. I'm a special type of Yoko Ono who was there from the beginning, anyway. Yeah, you're, you're, you're... Yoda Odo. <laughs> yeah, so you're Yoda Odo. So, guys, we are spitting Polish likingly because we are always spitting, and we both happen to be Polish. Is that not right, Bartek? I've got a bunch of spit in my mouth, and I'm Polish, so yeah. And we're Polish. I'll swallow it, though. I'm swallowing Polish. Yeah, he's you know that, boys, on Grinder. He's a swallower. So, you guys, in case you have not been a part of this magnificent series before... Here is what we do on Unappreciated Masterpieces. We do feature-length audio commentaries for movies that seemingly don't deserve a commentary. Say, I see seemingly, because some people would say, hey, why are you talking about this movie? We disagree on that. We say, every movie has merit. Every movie is deserving of a conversation, deserving of an analysis and being delved into. The sad thing about these movies are they're not the ones that are complete trash and they're not complete A-class films. They're not in anyone's top 10 worst or best lists, but maybe they are for you, but they're not for everyone. We are going to discuss the intricate workings of a film that we think deserves more attention, more love, more nuance from the audience. And hey, it may be a film you know, it may be one you don't know, but strap yourself in for the ride because we are going to talk about a magnificent, unappreciated masterpiece of film. Bartek, what is the film? Ryan, or you know this guy, or maybe you do, but the audience, you guys don't know the movie unless you read the title. Yeah, word, and that means everyone knows. But let's just pretend that we all don't know. The movie that we are watching today is, of course, Szkoła Uwodzenia. Oh, of course. I don't speak Polish. I mean, we are both Polish, that is correct. Why do you say, of course? Because I, of course, don't know what you're saying, because I only speak English. English is my only language I know. That and gibberish. Szkoła means school. Of course. Uwodzenia means seduction. It's school of seduction. Oh, you mean cruel intentions. (laughs) Yeah, school of seduction. I love cruel intentions. I think in the German (laughs) title for the movie, it's something like like the Ice Angels or something. (laughs) Okay. So, guys, we're watching the uh, the nineties classic that 99, is ninety nine, I think. Yes, ninety nine classic that is Cruel Intentions. Of course, this is a reworking of Dangerous Liaisons, which was also a film that this film even credits in its openings for mm. with suggestions from <laughs> <laughs> in the opening credits. It's yeah. suggested by the film Dangerous Liaisons, which is, of course is a famous. Your famous uh, book or novel or something like that. It was play. a play. Yeah, it was a play. Sorry, I'm fucking. Yeah. I know my not mom... French. My mom really likes the movie. This movie, Cruel Intentions. No, Dangerous Liaisons. Oh, she must love Cruel Intentions. I told her about it. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. So, guys, if you're like Bartek's mum and think this is cool, well, you better stick around. And even well, if you're, you're not like Bartek's <laughs> mum and don't think this is cool, you better stick around because you're gonna get schooled. Get it? Because you mentioned school <laughs> and before. And seduced. Now I'm hearing what you're saying, guys. Guy, like, I'm hearing what you are saying to us. You're saying guys, boys, gentlemen, fellas. Boys will be boys. Where's your guest? 
Oh. And that's a good question. Yeah. We had a guest lined up. This is true. Mm-hmm. They unfortunately got caught with cocaine in their crucifix and yeah. had to be removed from the premises. The principal shook his head. Very I shook harsh. my head very harshly because <laughs> I'm the principal of this show. And Bartek, you are the... The, you're the taxi cab of the show <laughs> so you don't stop and our guest came in with cocaine in their crucifix which was really weird considering they're jewish and i said no you can't i shook my head and i didn't say anything and they left yeah and cried obviously so that's why we don't have guests on so bartek and i being the two fellas we are we're going to delve deep into this erotic classic that is cruel intentions so get your erections prepared because we're going to do a countdown with three to one and when i say play you're going to hit play on the movie because i imagine you have a legal copy of the film available with you of course yep. i mean everyone has an available copy so get your copy of cruel intentions whether it's a physical or one online or downloaded or whatever and, you know, pay pay close attention because after ryan says two i'm gonna say bang and you gotta like you know be calm yeah and i'm when i say play you press play so get ready get your erections nice and hard get your minds dirty because we're gonna get into some cruel intentions in three two bang one play so we are right on the what is this paramount Columbia. Uh, Columbia. Columbia. Oh, i love that woman she's real sexy that's sarah michelle geller by the way Oh, you could tell by her low cut dress. I thought it was Madeline. You could tell by her um, very <laughs> revealing dress that it's Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah. So Bartek, cruel intentions. You mentioned that your mum's seen Dangerous Liaisons. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Cruel Intentions before having to do this for the show? No, but it's been mentioned a couple of times by us. You know, every now and then, I was yeah. always kind of curious about it. And yesterday I was uh, chatting to a librarian that I know. A classic Bartek move. Yep. Hey, librarian. Um, And he told me that... uh, Were they a sexy librarian? He was a nice fellow. He's from Ballarat. Sexy Ballarat. Nice green vest. Great. I'm hooked. Yep. Um, And I told him, oh yeah, I did this podcast. Tomorrow we're doing a movie. Took me a few seconds to remember the title. Oh, Danger... uh, Not... Sorry, Cruel Intentions. And he was like, oh, uh, I saw that movie when I was far too young to see it. So that made me go, oh, okay, that sounds like a great movie. And then I watched it when I got home, and it was a great movie. Well, I'm glad that you felt something with this. Mm -hmm. My history of this movie is a tumultuous one, to say the least. I had never heard of this movie before. Never heard of it. Uh, It was not... Swoozy Kurtz is in this, by the way. Congrats, Swoozy. Um, But I had never heard of this movie before. And I saw it last year. No, no, no. When we were starting this podcast, okay, right? Okay, so October 2015? Yeah, and yep. I saw it on TV, and it was the last 40 minutes of the movie in which our main hero pushes a young, innocent teenage girl <laughs> off the bed. <laughs> and apparently it's a love story. Uh, and, and my girlfriend was there, and we're at, my, uh, at her brother's house, and her sister-in-law was like, oh, Cruel Intentions, and Rachel's like, oh, I love Cruel Intentions. I'm like, I don't know what this is. And I saw Reese Witherspoon's in it, and and Buffy the Vampire Slayer was in it. I didn't know who this Ryan Philippe guy was. Mm. I thought, who's this weirdo? And, uh, you know, I I was encapsulated into the film. I was halfway through. I didn't know what was happening, but it was easy to figure out. And I had never seen the beginning of it because I said to myself, we just started the podcast, and I said, this movie should be on the podcast. 
And I said to and I and and the girls said to me that were watching like, no, this movie's really appreciated. And I just I had to step back and think about it. And I said to them, no, are you watching the movie? The movie, even if it does, we've said this about a movie like Bend It Like Beckham. Yeah. It may have a high rating. It may have a good following. But the content itself is unappreciated. I mean, we've got Swoozy Kurtz here as the therapist, as, as the psychologist. And we've seen her on the show before in Bubble Boy. She was great as his mum. And now she's she easily steals the movie in her one scene. Yeah. It, well, this scene, without really knowing what the film was about when I walked in... I was like, she seems pretty prominent. I guess she, she might have, like have a role. <laughs> yeah, no. But then, yeah, she gets that phone call. Um, and you think that her daughter Tara Reid's going to be in it more because they credit <laughs> her at the start of it? No. So the movie, for me, I met it halfway through. So I got told the plot briefly by the girls that I was watching this with. Bartek, you went in blind, yes. I imagine. Did you know it's based on Dangerous Liaisons? And have you ever really delved into Dangerous Liaisons? Do you know of the plot in I was, any manner? I was pretty much blind uh, walking into this. I found out later on that, yeah, Dangerous Liaisons set in, like, what is it, 1800s France? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, classic French. And that, like, this film was uh, the director saying, I want to do that movie, but with Trashy. Rich, rich high schoolers. Yeah, rich Manhattaners. Sir Manhattanites. Yeah. Manhattan. New York is... Yorkies. Without having a New York accent, I guess. <laughs> yeah, weird English accents, I guess. Um, so I went into this halfway through a movie, and then I had to rewatch it for this show, and a lot of time had passed since I had seen it the first time around halfway through, and I kind of forgot the plot. I remembered it was about, like, a bet, mm. and I knew the Dangerous Liaisons is, like, the same kind of thing. And what I love about movies like this, or stories like this, I love their their own genre, the bet movies. Like, mm. the highest example of a bet movie uh, film is um, Trading Places. I was literally Eddie thinking Murphy of it, but movie I was like, oh, what's the title? In, what's the title? I in which they make the two rich guys make a $1 dollar bet to ruin these guys' lives. Yeah, by switching a rich man and a poor man, right? Yeah, and then still fucking both of them. <laughs> anyway, so... Um, this movie deals with a lot of stuff that those bet movies do deal with, which I think is classism. Mm -hmm. That's like a prominent thing in these bet movies, because the people making these bets are usually the rich and uncaring and unsympathetic. And by the end of the movie, it's a 50-50 in which they'll change or not. You know, in trading places, they don't. They're, they're the villains and straight. But in this, they're the heroes, or at least one of them is. Yeah, they're the main characters. I kept saying to myself several times throughout this movie that um, he's our hero, by the way. This guy is our hero. And this is the opening scene in which... Sebastian. Sebastian has ruined the life of a poor, innocent girl. Mm -hmm. Like, um, her reputation, her life, her dignity, because he didn't like his her mum. Yep. And this relates to the first quiz question that I found. Oh, yes. What's yes. the quiz? So, Bartek, you found online some quizzes, huh? Yes, I, I found eight, uh, you know, shorter, uh, multiple choice answer quiz questions. Um, I also found a which character you quiz, which I gave to you and you really liked, and you will talk oh, about yeah, that later. Oh, yeah, I'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to talk about that later. I, I want to hear it, too, because I... Uh, just to let you know, with that quiz, which Ryan's going to talk about later, um, I did it and I thought, this was okay. I don't know if I'll bring it on the show. I'll show it to Ryan anyway. And then I went away. Sometimes you underestimate the quizzes, I Som think. Sometimes it takes a special eye. 
to see. I'm, I am special after yep. all. Well, your eyes. I mean, I'm special because I appeared on the show. So. But anyway, this I found eight uh, multiple choice quizzes. Yeah, they were all kind of average, but I, t- I took four that I liked. Mm-hmm. Sort of three, but I have four. The first one is, at the beginning of the movie, Sebastian's therapist received a call from her hysterical daughter. The daughter told... Wait, can I just hold on for a sec? Yes. This girl's name is not Clarissa... Clarissa. Yeah. I didn't realise that until we had the subtitles on. I thought her name was Clarissa. I'm so sorry to interrupt your quiz. I just had to come out because this is her only scene. Yeah. We never see how he ruins her life. Yeah. I I didn't (laughs) notice that either until there was a quiz question asking her. Okay. So go on. Sorry. Um, So what I just said there uh, and the rest of it is the daughter told her mother about a boy who'd lied to her and posted naked photos of her on the internet. The girl told her mother something. It's a long question. Told her mother something. Is it a question so far? Not yet. Mother realised that the boy who disgraced her daughter was Sebastian. She realised because he'd said the exact same thing to her. What was it? And the the answer was, you have killer legs. I'd love to photograph them. Yeah. But the other ones were, uh, options were, I'd be willing to change for you. I would really like if you said (laughs) that to her. Another one was, you should be a model. Have you ever had your picture taken professionally? (sighs) Wow. And the classiest one of all... (laughs) (laughs) You have the finest behind. (laughs) I have never... uh, Oh, sorry. You have the finest behind I've ever laid eyes on. (laughs) Well, that was an emotional ride. Yes. Um, Here we have a fine character actress, Bartek. I don't know if you know uh, this character actress here, Christine Borinsky. Um, the mother. She looks very She familiar. is prominent in lots of things. Uh, yeah. People might know her f- now from... She's in the TV show The Good Wife, I do believe. That's, like, one of her more prominent roles at the moment. But she's an actress that when you see her in a movie, you instantly feel safe. Because she's that character actress that just appears as rich, snooty bitch. Mm-hmm. And sometimes she plays rich snooty bitch in terms of their sympathetic too. Like she really gets the rich snooty upper class woman and really amplifies it to a different degree. Because when you think rich snooty upper class woman, you think like the Duchess that we did on bringing down the house, you know, old British woman who kind of looks like the queen of England or, or the woman from keeping up appearances, for instance, or something like that, where they're trying to be more than they are. But Christine Berinsky is down to earth sometimes like in this mm-hmm. movie not so much but like i really like her in this film i she has one of my favorite lines in the movie <laughs> yeah. in which she just tries to brush off racism yeah. by being like oh don't use that racism on me and i just found it see it's not a line that's hilarious on its own but the way she inf- gives the inflections upon it it actually makes me go she is racist because we know this in the movie from later on but it is that kind of, like, white guilt thing that she's got going on. Like, don't call me racist. Yeah. But also standing her ground of her racism at the same time. Like, it's it's a magnificent line. Yeah, yeah and she has... A, the actress herself has a good reason for being in the film, right? Right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, is, this film, which I believe is R-rated in America... Uh... She was in this film because her children are huge fans of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Who is, of course, in this movie. Mm-hmm. There she is, with um, dark hair. We're used to her as a blonde or redhead. Yeah, it took me a while to recognise her, but then I... Ah, uh, Daphne. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the... I just want to point out that on every promotional photo, this dress that she's wearing currently 
is in every one of them, but she only wears it for this one scene. Mm. The dress. The dress. Yeah, you can't really see Ryan Felipe on that uh, cover, but you, you can, can see definitely him. see her cleavage. And, um, you know, Sarah Michelle Gellar is playing against type in this movie. Mm. With Buffy and, uh, you know, Daphne, she plays good good people. Yep. We have never seen her really play a villainess before, and I think she does an amazing job in this, sorry, giant pickle. Um, <laughs> she does an amazing task in this movie, which is subverting audiences' expectations of her as an actress, which I think is hard. Oh, Clinton, which I think is hard to. Wait a moment. Yeah. If there's a picture of her with Clinton. Yep. Has she had sex with Clinton? She's the type of woman to have sex with the. Pre- <laughs> oh my god! I did not have sexual relations with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She just slayed my dick. Well, <laughs> she slayed my Richard Nixon. I, I think I think Clinton will get in trouble for lying again. So maybe he told the truth about this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and Donald Trump just leans in, he's like, "Yeah, you're gonna be by the pussy." <laughs> so. That Bartek. thing Donald's known for saying, yes. He said it. He said it. It's famous. It's Sorry, sorry guys, if you got offended by that, but here's a reason why you shouldn't be. It's just boy talk. So, Bartek, Sarah Michelle Gellar, you've only really seen her in Scooby-Doo, yeah? That's most prominently, yes. I When, when I was in year 11, um, one of our, uh, for Unit 1 VCE media, we studied vampires, and we saw one episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer because Dracula was in it. Dracula. Yes, Dracula. Was it Bela Lugosi type Dracula? Not really. It was kind of a modernish. Oh, cool, cool. Uh, Buffy is a great area for me. There's lots of things I remember, lots of things that I don't. So it's for your point of reference, you've really seen her play Daphne. Daphne, and I don't really remember her much in that one episode I saw. Yeah, that's like what I'm saying. Seven so, years. Oh, Jennifer ago. Love Hewitt. Oh, good. Uh, so. Yeah. Um, what was it like to see her in this movie playing a completely different style character? It was you? very enjoyable for me, seeing a different side to her. And like you said, it is her playing against type, even though I think there might have been like one other film she did before this where it was similar. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think I read that on the TV Tropes trivia. Um, oh, good. That it's playing against type unless you consider like this one film. Yeah. In which case it's kind of re- returning to form. But but I did enjoy seeing, you know, another side to her. She played a very, very manipulative character. And like you said, our hero for this film is uh, the Ryan Felipe character, Sebastian. Uh, but for a fair bit of it, like me not being familiar with it, I did kind of think it was this uh, film where they're both the main character and you're going to, like, switch between their two stories. Oh, but you're not really. Which, that assumption kind of threw me for a loop. When you realise that her plot is actually useless in this movie. Yeah, when I realised that, like, we're not seeing much of her story. We keep focusing on, you know, Sebastian's one. You know who gets off the best in this? Who gets off the best? Like, who, who, who has the happiest ending in this movie? Ronald? No, he no. killed someone by causation. No, the one person that she that Sarah Michelle Gellar was trying to target all along, Courts, <laughs> the football player. Yeah. Nothing happens to him. Nothing. Oh, she yeah, goes out of yeah. her way to destroy him, 
but it doesn't affect him in any way. She doesn't know that Court's gay, for a start. Mm. So the whole deflowering and all that of his new girlfriend doesn't affect Court. Even if he did know, which he doesn't know, until unless you assume that he reads the diary, but he's not at the funeral. You don't see him. Spoiler alert. Someone dies. Um... The thing about this is Court is this football player. So to give context for those not in the know, Mm -hmm. Cruel Intentions is a story about uh, young, rich, white people who ruin the lives of everyone around them but are still liked and trusted, even though they do it blatantly. Sarah Michelle Gellar is upset because a former boyfriend called Court um, dumped her. Because of her bulimia or something? We don't know if that's the reason. He just called her pathetic bulimic. And um, dumped her and got together with this new, stupid, innocent girl, mm-hmm. um, Celia, wasn't it? Cecilia, yeah. No, it was just Celia. I made sure it was just Celia. Okay. I was like, is it Cecilia? No, it's just Celia. Okay. She's a Ceciliac. So she's... Sam Michelle Geller is a stepsister of Ryan Philippe, whose plot is he wants to deflower the innocent new schoolgirl who's the daughter of the headmaster, and her and um, Sam Michelle Geller and Ryan Philippe make a bet upon this, in which, um, it just is being told now, in which she says, I'll allow you to fuck me in the ass." Well, fuck me and insert anywhere you want. Yeah, but that really means the ass. <laughs> you can put it anywhere, but it's, you can put it in my I ass. I mean, if you want to be uncreative, sure, Ryan. <laughs> you can, yeah, yeah, be creative. You can grab a scalpel and create a new place to put it. What if she's like, anywhere, and he's like, even the vagina? Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> and um, so his plan is to deflower Reese with a spoon. Her plan is to destroy the life of this innocent girl, to destroy the life of Court, this... Football player who you find out very early on is gay, but nobody knows it except for everyone, except yeah. for the girls. No woman knows that he's gay. And Sam Michelle Gellar's whole entire plot is to destroy his life by destroying this new girl's life. But if he's gay and you never see him in any scenes with this girl, mm. you never see him in a scene with Celia. Yep. You don't even know if they're actually in a relationship or not. The, well, this film tells you, Ryan, that they yeah. are. <laughs> and then her plot is to destroy his life, but at the end of the movie... Okay, he gets found out for being gay, photographic evidence and all that, from Ryan Philippe. But Ryan Philippe, spoiler alert, he dies at the end of this movie. So Court not only gets away with being gay and no longer being blackmailed, but also none of the actions by these two affect him at the end of the day. He's the only one in this movie of major relevance that walks away unscathed from the effects of these two people. And he was the prime target for one of the two people. Yeah. Isn't that great, Bartek? Yeah, well, he yeah, he was meant to be... Also, Court reminded me of Jerry O'Donnell from Kangaroo Jack. The, the main character? Yeah, the main guy. From, he reminded me slightly of him. Hairstyle. So, Bartek. Bartek. The plot of this movie. Mm-hmm. What did you feel about it when you were entering into its zone? Because this is a rather dark-toned movie at the end of the day. The story of Dangerous Liaisons is a dark one, but this is very dark. Mm. (coughs) For as white and bright as the characters are, yeah, this is a dark film. Well, I mean, he wears black throughout the movie, so you know he's dark. Up till this point, they did a lot of solidifying the tone, you know, setting it. Um, 
So we we learned that these two, as you said, they uh, kind of rich, high class white people yeah. with uh, reputations. You said they both have respected reputations. Yeah. One more so than the other ones, more of a, like, a yeah. bad boy everyone knows about. Um, but that's kind of what he wants. Yeah, and he's manipulative, whereas the other one is a goody two-shoes, um, <laughs> except when the doors are closed, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it sets up this whole interesting dynamic they have. They they do what they want, and it's all... I, I said throughout the movie, yeah, they, they're very fucked up, and even one of the quotes I saw from the director, um, he said he wanted to make a... Uh, and use a bunch of adjectives, and one of them was fucked up version of dangerous liaisons, like this mm. high school um, setting. Yeah, and he did manage that, didn't he? It was, I think the thing that's distressing about this movie is you've got to. Re- the thing about it is obviously they've got adult actors playing these roles, you know? Um, Celia is five years older <laughs> yeah, than, than Sam Michelle Geller, <laughs> yeah. at least, and Sam Michelle Geller is playing older. Like, she's apparently, like, if we work it out, Celia is supposed to be, like, 14 or 15. She's, like... Just, she's a freshman in high school. Yeah. So, which has to be, like, year nine, our equivalent. I yeah, think. I guess. I don't know American schools. I, I think and it's freshman, Sarah Michelle Geller's like, sophomore, junior, senior. Sarah Michelle Geller's like, 18, yeah? She's in last year's school. Yeah. So she's 18. Or 17, going on 18. And the thing you've got to remember is the uncomfortable nature of this is these are children or teenagers they're minors like in dangerous liaisons they're adults Mm. you know that so it makes it a little less morally corrupting in terms of this because you know say in dangerous liaisons the the you know i'm not as familiar but like you know it isn't set in this environment and this is a confronting environment for modern day reset story of the classism makes it uncomfortable. The idea that these rich people can do this and get away with it. And they've done it time and time again. I think that's probably a strength and also a weakness of the film. Is Ryan Philippe's character is so well developed in what a asshole he is. That you are invested in his character. But also, it starts out with him doing probably one of the worst things you could do to someone else. Like, he, he posts naked photos of this girl online just to get at her mum. Like, mm-hmm. that kind of is fucked up on a level. But the film asks you, are you okay with following this guy? Mm. And I say yes. The acting really shines through, I think. Yeah, he's... um. I, I think this is the type of performance where if you found someone who doesn't know anything about this film, has never heard of it and you showed them a section of Ryan Felipe acting, they might think it's not, you know, that great because he feels kind of, like, monotone and stuff like Mm. that. But in the context of this film, it plays to this whole, like, sociopathic character that he has. Yeah, and I think that works. And I didn't feel he was monotone. I could really tell when he's doing shifts in his style of playing this multi-layered character. Oh, definitely when he adds emotion, like, sort of, to (laughs) that base he has. You can feel the change. Um, but he does have this sort of uh, central stoicism to him. Yeah. I really like this character here, his gay friend. Yeah. Um, have you seen the movie Train Spotting? No, I haven't. Oh, I call this character Gay Sick Boy because Sick Boy in Train Spotting has the exact same style. Okay. Except for not gay. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, this guy's got a gayer gay dress sense. And 
gay. He's, he's gay. Yeah. But Sycamore is like same look, like blonde hair, dark eyebrows, like that kind of blonde too. So he's like gay sick boy, and also he's a drug dealer. <laughs> in both of these, this guy's a drug dealer, and um, yeah. So and sick boy's drug dealer. So Bartek, this is an erotic movie, and the question that one has to ask is, did this? arouse you did it arouse me well certainly the line we just heard there aroused me where he pulled the dick out in front oh, of the girls i thought it, you were saying it's gregory aroused you like it did arouse <laughs> me too his words ryan he told a story you see this scene aroused me in which i say oh, yes the gay scene ryan i want to see these two oh, women ryan was aroused by the gay scene everyone <laughs> Fuck me. Ryan likes the gay scene. I want to fuck! <laughs> That's my favourite line in the movie. That was no, my favourite line we'll hear later on, but because it's attached to my favourite character. Bartek, this film is an erotic movie. The last time we did something erotic was The Boy Next Door. The erotic thriller. Different tones of eroticism. The erotic thriller went... The Boy Next Door was more of a horror erotic thriller. This is more of an erotic drama, mm. I would say. The IMDb page lists this as a romance, and I do understand that. Uh, yes. But I feel yeah. like the romance is secondary to the other genres. The like, romance is almost a conflict to uh, Ryan Felipe's character. Sebastian. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's an interesting twist. Reese Witherspoon is in this movie. She's not in it very much, is she? Yeah, especially, like, at this point in the film. I think that's my criticism of the movie. I felt like I didn't understand who Reese Witherspoon was in this. Like, I like the scene in which they went to the old folks' home later on. And they have the scene after that in which they're chatting and she's pulling faces and at him to make him laugh. And I like that. And I wanted to see more of those kind of scenes, these one-on-one scenes. Because Reese Witherspoon is an actress to me that I feel is an underrated actress, an unappreciated actress. Like, she's had Oscar nods, but in her general career, I think that she's made missteps for sure. But... I think she has a likability to her. She's got good comedic timing. She's beautiful. And she's a bit odd at the same time. And I think, as I'm speaking, Bartex just fixed his gaze on this kiss. Do you say, no, I'm not gay. I'm not gays. Yeah. Gays. Um, <laughs> and I feel like Reese Witherspoon could have brought a lot more to this film if she was in it more. That's what I mean. Like, when she's in it, she's capturing lightning in a bottle. She's sincere. She's wounded. I actually believe that, believe it or not, this movie actually makes me believe Reese Witherspoon's a virgin. I mean, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, Meg Ryan's a helicopter pilot. You know, Jennifer Lopez is a school teacher. Like, you know, that kind of thing. So, when you said Meg Ryan, I was thinking Meg Griffin for some reason. (laughs) Meg Griffin, Mila Kunis is a princess. You know, these kind of things. She's a witch, Ryan. So She's always been wicked. um, This film has many interesting layers of darkness that's what i'm trying to get to with the erotic tone of it all it makes it even more unsettling they're wanting to not only deflower someone but on a level it is for me we've had this conversation on episodes before like the boy next door and especially episodes with our friend grace brown it is very rapey this movie there's a point in this movie in which it is somewhat a rape or uh, not really consensual sex scene in, or, or, or 
sexual scene in which Ryan Philippe gets Celia drunk mm. and has sexual relations, not sex, but like You're talking about when he uh, goes, her, down yeah, goes down on her, yeah, and it's kind of like mm, she's not wanting this, but you're manipulating the situation. It is very uncomfortable, but that's his character, and sometimes you have to realize that characters base things. Characters are like people in real life. Not everyone is Prince Charming, and your Prince Charming can be a bit rapey, and that's what this movie's trying to tell us. Yeah, you know, it was just business for him. He didn't really seem like he wanted to do it but he was like Celia you have to kiss we have to kiss mm. no Celia it has to be down there and it was like okay I mean you know what you're doing so let's you're an expert mm-hmm. the next uh, quiz question relates to this pool scene Ryan oh good is it is it that he is wearing an outfit that is Hawaiian shirt but the lapels Look at his lapels on his Hawaiian shirt. What is this shirt? Like, Hawaiian shirts are, like, cool, comfy, but he's got, like, the... It's like a half bathrobe or something? Yeah, I don't know what it is. Like, he's wearing... What would you say that is? Is that, like, a... a s- bathrobe shirt? <laughs> yeah, like, it's a cotton... I don't know. Like, it's, it's a... You know, it's something warm on the lapels. I don't understand what his shirt is. Mm. So, what's your quiz? Um... Well, I like that you tried to think that it was about the characters, Ryan, but it's not about the characters. Fuck me! Um, so I the, wanna fuck! So you remember, you remember how um, I mentioned that I have four questions, but kind of more three? Yeah, yeah. It's because from two separate quizzes, <coughs> they had a very, very similar question. Oh, good. Which is, what was in the pool with Annette and Sebastian? And the other one was, His what penis. is what object is in the pool with Sebastian and uh, Annette? The answer is... Toy ship, or in the other one, a small sailboat. Yeah. But the six other answers are... Sebastian's swimsuit floating around. Could be. A towel that Annette accidentally pushed in. Oh, could be, could be. A toy whale. Oh, you know, maybe, maybe. Rubber rings. Yeah, sure, that's plausible. And this one was in both, and I just like that they both thought of this, (laughs) and it's kind of appropriate, but a rubber duck! I thought you were actually going to say a condom. <laughs> That's dirty, Ryan. Did you think at any point during this scene here that he was actually clothed? I thought, like, he's like, turn around, and I wouldn't be surprised if he was actually naked. Well, there was one part where, like, he kind of swam forward, and I thought that he wasn't wearing anything. Thank you. Like, I, I, did, I did. The thought crossed my mind. The thought crossed your mind. Did this thought cross your mind? Celia, who's the young, innocent girl... Her environment is that she was, she's gone to old girls' schools before. Mm-hmm. But like, you've gone to an old boys' school, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> now, now, is it me or does this movie represent? And it may be me. This might sound offensive, but go for it. Her character comes across as if she's mentally handicapped, mm-hmm. and it's like, is her character supposed to act like an? 11 year old oh, like who doesn't kind of innocent purity yes so almost kind of like celia. did you at any point think that celia was retarded in any way Wait, are we talking about celia or celia Annette? celia oh i thought we were talking about Annette. no celia um, who's the brunette the dark head she acts it, like it she's a child it, yeah, they to did. a sickening degree and it actually worried me when he has sex with her i go Oh, it's one of those, oh, mentally Ooh, is too she, young. like, 
yeah, is she all there? Because there's a scene in which Sarah Michelle Gellar, you have to be honest, if you didn't think she was retarded during this scene, you're lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. Sarah Michelle Gellar says, it's all right, everyone's a slut. No one talks about it. And she's like, so it's like a society, yeah? And secret society. It's a secret society. She's like, yeah. That's one way to think about it. And then she proceeds to sing and dance by herself <laughs> pathetically saying secret society ooh ooh and I'm like oh I think she's not okay I've um I've been recently at a, a for the past month working at well Vaughn I've been placed at a school yes um, and I've asked myself very similar questions <laughs> and but I was always like too afraid to bring it up because like oh how that would kind of sound messed up if I asked is this person like got a d- mental disability or something going on yeah um, I can't say that I thought it here but that might just be because I've been surrounded by a lot of people of differing uh, abilities yeah yeah um, but I definitely see where this movie is going in that yeah she's meant to be this kind of prudish innocent person but they kind of fall into that um Mm. acting trap of going too far you mean going full retard (laughs) i wouldn't say that far but it's kind of like you're gonna have to watch her performance we are watching this without sound but you even have to look at her performance i think her performance for me is the weak one yeah but i'm just saying that like sometimes when you have like an adult pretending to play as like a 10 year old you know 10 year olds they're pretty they're pretty in there in terms of how they're acting. Yeah. But some of them played like, oh, I'm going to go play with the dolls. And it's like, yeah. you know, by that point, you're kind of not really that type of, you know, personality. I, I think maybe they just overreached with the making her seem yeah. uh, too innocent. But By making her seem like a child, which is meant to be this whole essence of innocence. And that in itself makes it come across even creepier. Which I can definitely see your point. So, this film has... This film... Does indeed have a who, which one are you quiz, yes? Yep, you want to bring it up? Which Cruel Intentions character are you like? So just a reminder, I found it and I sent it to Ryan and he really liked it. Have you always admired the qualities of one of the characters? See if you have some of the same qualities. Should I say who this quiz said I was or do you... Oh, we'll wait till after because I'm going to do this quiz live on the show. Okay. Question number one. It's a Saturday night. What are you doing? A, I'm with my boyfriend boyfriend slash girlfriend of the day. B, playing with the dolls at a slumber party. C, at home enjoying a good book. Or D, trying to lure a girl into my bedroom. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to go with that one. Um, question two, you are A, num- number one, man. Number two, woman. Number three, not sure, lol. Yeah. I'm going to go with not sure, lol. Yeah, um, what funny. is your dream date like? A, a long walk at the beach or a picnic. B, going to the circus. C, start out at the movie theatre, but then in the middle of the movie, head to his slash her place. Mm-hmm. We weren't watching the movie anyway. I'm going to go with that one. Yep. Four, what's the good quality... What's the what's the one quality you most admire in a lover? A, a good kisser. B, honest slash sensitive slash smart. Yep. C, fun slash childish. I'm going to go with honest. Mm-hmm. I don't know, not that one. I don't, it wants me to go with fun slash childish. I'm going with that one. <laughs> okay. Number five, guys. What kind of clothes do you mostly wear? 
something classy, something girly and somewhat childish, or something sexy. I'm going to go with something sexy. That's true, guys. Um, six, how would you describe yourself? Sexy slash dangerous slash hurtful, or sexy slash virtuous slash determined, or fun slash childish, or secretly a bad girl? Mm. Bad girl. <laughs> yeah, well, 50% of the answers are sexy. I'm going to go, actually, I'm going to go with smart. N- yep. Number seven, Bartek, how far have you ever gone on a first date? A quick, is it a quick kiss on the mouth or cheek? Or was it we hugged slash didn't do anything? Or all the way, baby! I'm going to go with the kiss. And then your ideal house would be A, a mansion just outside of the city, B, a pink Victorian house, or C, a classy townhouse. Mm-hmm. Bartek, what one speaks to me? Uh, I think... I went with the townhouse one, but I think you would be more of the pink mansion type. I knew you would say that. (laughs) Uh, Number nine is, in school, you were known as the intelligent good girl. Yep. (laughs) Wait. Baby slash never understands anything slash gullible, or my personal favorite, guy slash girl. (laughs) Was that really? Oh, right, there's more. Guy that, or guy slash girl that moves way too fast, dresses like a (laughs) slut slash prep. I can go with that. And number 10, life is... Yeah. Oh, this is why I wanted the quiz. Yep. Question 10, life is just a short part of life to prove your devotion to God. Yeah, I like that What does that mean? (laughs) It's really weirdly put. Like, life is just a short part of life. Yeah, I know. That got me too. B, a time to hurt and manipulate others for my benefit. C, time to have fun and play with my dolls and ride ponies. Or just time to have sex. I'm going to go with number two, just to mix it, uh, a time to hurt and manipulate. Why I like this quiz, Bartek, was every now and then it would chuck in male pronoun options. (laughs) For no reason, because it's like, it's all good. And here's the thing, Bartek. I'm going to press the quiz, but here it is. Which core intention characters are you like? Right? There's ten questions, right? Right? There's ten questions. It's more questions. than I remember, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, you you forgot. And I'm like, okay, score me. Score me? Like, yeah. I went, okay, so it's going to tell me which character I'm like. And it's like, you have four from ten questions correct. I'm like, how do Wait, I... Wait, what? How do I get them right? <laughs> four from ten questions correct. I'm Annette. <laughs> okay. So I don't know what 10 out of 10 is. Wow. <laughs> and that's why I wanted the quiz as well, because I don't. I, I knew that. on a level you probably missed that. I just read which character. I was Celia, by the way. I, I was just... Celia the first time I did it. Okay. Because I went with all these weird Naive options. and gullible yeah, and yeah, and it was like, you got two correct. Okay, I didn't read that at all. So, we've just been talking over... The big thing is, these are step siblings, so it's mm-hmm. okay for them to want to fuck each other. Yeah. That's It's not incest, guys. It's like... It's technically incest. I had this huge uh, debate with Oliver short, a few months after we started this show, actually, where I was like... A friend steps- of yours was against incest, huh? That's yeah, upsetting, It Oliver. was this kind of thing where I'm like, well, they're step-siblings, so it's not really incest, but, like, legally it Was is. it in regards to this movie? No. Oh, it was Just in general? It was just in general. Okay, and he said, no, it is incest. He says... He, Such yeah. a sexist. And apparently, legally it is, but, like, realistically whatever right yeah i agree realistically whatever but it's just like if they've been raised since they were kids it's like mm. then that's kind of weird but we don't know how long they've been around i think from kids because they seem pretty close or do they hold on to that well while we were doing the um quiz you just had there we got over the last quiz question that i brought from the multiple choice quiz hit us internet i love his phone by the way 
Mm. Uh, it's about Greg. I love Greg. Whose life? Whose life does Greg swear on when he is promising Annette that he won't tell anyone who wrote the letters? It was his mama's. That's right. The answer is his mother's. The other options were. It was actually his mama. The other options were <laughs> his father's. No, not Papa. His own. No, he's not that selfish. And Annette's. Annette, I swear <laughs> on your life. Yep. Which I will end now. Yep. And that's all of the quiz. That's all the quiz stuff that we've brought in, Ryan. All that's left is the reviews and comments at the end. Oh boy. Oh so, boy, from me too, guys. So, guys, this movie's a bit hokey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In a good way. Some of the lines of dialogue in this movie are Shakespeare in hokiness. By the way, I like that she's trying out this dress in the store, and then you see her in the dress later. Wow. By the way. That's continuity. That is continuity. 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 Uh, Christine Brinsky about to say one of the best lines about racism ever told, where she's like, no, I don't... Brown sugar? No, no sugar, because she (laughs) said racist things against black people. Wasn't it like black? uh, No, brown sugar? No, no sugar? No, I think it was, yeah, she said black in regards to what she was talking about, where it was like, he's so black! Oh, oh brown sugar. No, no sugar! I'm racist! <laughs> that was good. So, but like, there's a lot of crazy quotes in this movie. Hmm. A lot of um, interesting ones. Oh, you're picking up your iPad thingy. Does that mean that you've got some? I um really noted down some quotes that I liked. You really noted down some quotes. I picked up some, and some of the quotes, there's one I want us to play with later, but uh, they're both Sebastian quotes. Mm-hmm. And they're both quotes that speak about his character, and one in particular that speaks about society. Um, the first one's a society one, and I want to ask you if this is a true or false statement. Did you say society? Society. Okay. Society. <clears throat> Sebastian said this in the movie. Someone wrote this, Bartek. The director wrote this. <clears throat> Email is for geeks and pedophiles. <laughs> True or false? Um, <laughs> Email is for geeks and pedophiles. In the context of 1999? No, in general. In general? <laughs> well, I've been sending a lot of emails while I was working at that high school. Oh my god, you're a geek! <laughs> yes, it's true, Ryan. I, I guess it has to be true, Ryan. Yep, you're, have, it's have true. Have you ever sent an email? Never. You're just unexciting, Ryan. I, I mean, excitement. and the other quote that I liked, which was where I knew this movie was going to go in the good direction. Bartek, I'm going to ask you this. At what point in the movie did you feel like you're in, you're like, oh, this is going to be one heck of a ride? I think from very early on when we really <laughs> had an understanding of the two that it was like, oh, this is going to be like a whole grim, darky, messed up, fucked up thing. Yeah, well. And it was around the time... Well, I mean, I'm I'm tangentializing, but go on. Was it when he said this quote? And he said it like this, by the way, guys. I'm sick of sleeping with these insepid Manhattan debutantes. Nothing shocks them anymore. I, that, like I that knew quote. I knew that I was going to be in safe hands when I heard that quotation. I was like, mm, this is going to be some good stuff. So I liked this movie, but there was one point in it where I was like, ooh, I don't know if I, I like where this is going. Mm. Because like I said, it's, it's got this whole fucked up thing going on and I really wanted to see more of that. Um... It was established very early. Sorry, normal thing that people do. Mm-hmm. If I was a young, innocent black man and I saw two creepy goths who were smiling at me, handing me a letter, 
in an elevator and I didn't know who they were, I'd run. You know there's a new movie called Get Out? I feel like this is the prequel to that movie. My supervisor saw that film. Well, get out of here. I think she said it was just okay. It wasn't that scary. It's a a comedy. (laughs) It's not a horror? It's a comedy horror. Okay, well, it's by Jordan Peele from Key and Peele. Oh, really? The movie's about a guy who goes to an all-white town and he's the only black guy to meet his parent, like his in-laws. Okay. Who don't know that he's black? So guess who's coming to dinner? It's guess. It's guess who. Who's coming to dinner? (laughs) Yeah. But it's like, what happens if that was a horror movie instead? So it's a comedy inherently. Okay. Well, apparently it's not that scary. Um, yeah. So. This movie, you know, fucked up thing going on. I really wanted to see this kind of, like, grim, darky, uh, manipulative play. It, it, I know I made lots of jokes about this in our St. Trinian's episodes, but it kind of reminded me a little bit of Death Note. Wow. So Holy shit. There was a review that I did not include. <laughs> that's oh, really? title was, Anime inspired me to watch this. <laughs> really? And its only quote about anime was... This has a lot of anime-style things in it. The raised eyebrow and the innocent giggle are in both anime and this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I just went, that's all they listed. So it's interesting to hear you mention an anime and this movie, because you're not the only one who's on this thought process. So, like, because Death Note (coughs) is about... Killing people with a note. It's basically the villain, the mastermind of all this killing, is the main character. And so you're following him as he's manipulating people, tricking people, making them think he's a good guy. Um, And it's 36 episodes long, very good show. Um, And I thought, oh, okay, this is going to be a thing where we're going to watch, you know, morally reprehensible people just be morally reprehensible for the whole thing. And it's established early on that Sebastian is a manipulative person. So that kind of got me excited there. And in the scene where they're coming back from the old people home and, like, she's laughing and he's, Mm. like, acting like, stop it. Great speech here, by the way. Yeah, and later on he talks about how she made me laugh and, like, he was upset by that. When I saw that scene, I thought he was, like, tricking her into thinking that he was like that. So when he later confessed that, um, you know, he it actually got to him, I was like, oh, they're going with this kind of story. And that kind of made me be, like... Oh, am I gonna enjoy this throughout? But they they did a really good job of it, and they actually, like you uh, did you say it was also a drama film the, yeah. the genre? Uh, I drama. think they played the drama really well because that gave us you know some kind of uh, meat, some kind of thing to keep tasting as we eat mm. this meal mm. of a movie. Sorry to the vegetarians who are listening that can't enjoy this film for it is meat. Uh, the the tofu then? No, they don't like to. Don't just go tofu. The celery stick. So uh, okay. <laughs> Bartek, we just missed the Oscar-worthy speech from Sarah Michelle Gellar. Dude, I'm so sorry, sir. No, luckily I prepared for this. Oh, good. I want us both to do a dramatic reading of her speech. Okay. I'm going to go first. Mm -hmm. I grabbed the quote so you could read it. I want us to do our own interpretations of the role. Maybe if you... No, no, here's how we do it. Yep. You've never seen this movie before. And you're an actor, and I'm giving you this script to audition. Yep. You've really got to sell me on getting this role with this speech. The way that this I think is it the speech that you are going to get for this role. Okay, so this is me as as uh, Catherine, the uh, evil woman. <clears throat> Eat me, Sebastian. It's okay for guys like you and Court to fuck everyone, but when I do it. 
I get dumped for innocent little twits like Cecilia. God forbid I exude confidence and enjoy sex. Do you think I relish the fact that I have to act like Mary Sunshine 24-7 so I can be considered a lady? I'm the Marsha fucking Brady of the Upper East Side, and sometimes I want to kill myself. So there's your psychoanalysis, Dr. Freud. Now tell me, are you in? Or are you out? And that's the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake, it's no whitey, but um... <laughs> if you do this in your fucking whitey <laughs> voice, do you want me to? No. <laughs> okay. I mean, we could read it in our impressions. <laughs> <laughs> me as Paul Giamatti, just be like, "Hey, me, Sebastian." <laughs> and you and your awesome world was like, oh, "Me, me, Sebastian." No, I wish I made. And every sentence would end with, "I wish I made this movie." I wish you'd eat me, Sebastian. <laughs> okay, so so. I'm in the director's chair mm-hmm. at the audition. Uh, Jessica, Jessica, um, could you ask the next uh, actor to come in? Ah, oh, here we are. Uh, well, well, I'm, I'm, I'm Ryan. Hello. And I'm the director, writer of the film. Yes, yes. And um, it's lovely to meet you, Mr. Bartle? Barter. 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 Your name's Barter. Barter. Barter, okay. <laughs> You're here to read for the amazing part of Catherine. Yes. Now, this scene here is very emotional. Catherine is feeling a lot. Mm-hmm. She's saying a lot. Yes. You may use the space in any way you like. If mm-hmm. you want to use a prop, you can. But I'm just going to be quiet now, and we're going to absorb the amazing words that I put to page. Hopefully, you and... I hope you're good. Okay. Action. <clears throat> Eat me, Sebastian! It's okay for guys like you and Court to fuck everyone! But when I do it, I get dumped for innocent little twits like Cecile! <laughs> God forbid I exude confidence and enjoy sex! Do you think I relish the fact that I have to act like Mary Sunshine 24-7 so I can be considered a lady? I'm the Marsha fucking Brady of the Upper East Side and sometimes I want to kill myself! So there's your psychoanalysis, Dr. Freud. Now tell me, are you in or are you out? All I can say to that, Mr. Barter, is I want to fuck! That was good. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? You're you're doing what all actors do, which is I've got to shout. So we've missed a lot of plot. It's a dramatic scene. Hey, eat me, Sebastian. It's okay for guys like you and Court to fuck everyone else, but when I do it, I get dumped. Eat me, Sebastian! I wonder if he will do it. (laughs) Eat me, Sebastian. It's okay for guys like you and Court to fuck everyone, but when I do it, I get dumped for innocent little twits like Cecile. God forbid I exude confidence and joy sex. Do you think I relish the fact that I have to act like Mary Sunshine 24-7 so I can be considered a lady? I'm the Marsha fucking Brady of the Upper East Side. And sometimes... I want to kill myself. So there's your psychoanalysis, Dr. Freud. Now tell me, are you in? Uh. Or are you out? (laughs) 
<laughs> so, Doc, Nurse Ratchet's in this movie. Yeah, there she is right there. Enjoy her. Helen. Why she's still here. Yep. Aunt Helen, get it right. If you don't do Aunt Helen a favor. Well, she kind of kissed him. Oh, she's old, isn't she? Yeah. Look at her hand. <laughs> oh, she kind of kissed him again. Oh, and he went, oh, and here's my favorite scene with my favorite character. Bartek, can you guess my favorite character from my track record? I can't tell if it's the bird or the one spraying the bird. You're wrong on all accounts. It's the sassy black woman. Oh, no. <laughs> she has the best line in the entire film and in film itself. The entire world of film has never encapsulated her lines of dialogue. Outside of this film, outside of this moment, she is on the top of her game. She is listed as nurse. Look her up on IMDb. I imagine her career is vast and long. <coughs> and she had this amazing line that we're literally about to see, and I just love it. She goes on. This is in context of this scene where they're saying that um, this old lady won backgammon three times, and she says this. You go on with your bad self. See? And then, see? I told you you were special. <laughs> she literally says these lines. And they were the best. <laughs> Look at her. She's like, how's it going in here? And she's talking exactly like how I'm pl- playing it right now. <laughs> and she really rocks it three times. I did it. You go on with your bad self. <laughs> Isn't it wonderful? It's like, mm, I see. I told you she was special. And then they like hug. <laughs> And then that's the end of the scene. Yeah. We never see her again. She was my favourite character. Also, is it me or did his car look different in most shots? Like, There were a lot of quizzes that kept asking, what is the model of the car? Dick. Hmm? It's his dick. Like, it's oh, a I metaphor see. for penis. Oh, and, and who wants the dick? In the <laughs> She's school? in it at the moment. Catherine mother. wants that dick. And he wants his dick. Yeah. And you know who else? Annette wants it, but she doesn't know Everyone it yet. Everyone wants the same dick. Hey, you know the thing about Reese Witherspoon? Like she has that dick. chin remark, yeah? The chin what? Remark. Like, she has this prominent chin. In this movie... Do they call she... that a remark? Yes. Remarkable it's... chin? No, no. People remark about her chin. Oh, okay. In this movie, since she's younger, her chin is not as prominent in it. Look, she just looks like she has a normal chin. But if you look up modern day or her more iconic roles, like something like Wolf the Lion, her chin is fucking out of control. One of my favorite family guy cutaway gags is like, oh no, we're going to break into a safe. And they grab Reese Witherspoon and use her chin to cut through the safe. (laughs) (coughs) You can see her chin in this scene a bit in which she is pulling faces I want this to be the photo I use for the post on the Facebook page where she's giving him a psycho look and I and I put the words erotic over it. You want that to be the photo? You know who you know who picks the photos though, right, Ryan, you know? God. You know, sometimes sometimes devotion to Jesus. At one point in this Life is about a small part of your life to devote to God. I want to make a bet with you, Bartek. Well, it's not really a bet because I've already won. Um, I oh. made a I made a comment to Rachel, and I want to know if you agree. That's Ryan's or not. girlfriend, who's been on the show. We met, I mentioned her earlier. You mentioned girlfriend. I said her name was Rachel. So either way, this movie. What amount of time did this take place in? Uh, oh, how uh, the oh, the time frame that the movie set. Yeah. Um, the entire movie, how much time has lapsed? Now that you've devoted my attention <laughs> to it, I get the feeling that it's less than a week, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. I said, oh, this film is like a couple of days, and my girlfriend goes, no, it's been weeks. Don't be absurd. They And as soon as she said that, literally the next scene was, 
wow, you fall in love with her only after knowing her for a couple of days? And I'm like, wow. Oh, I didn't, I missed that line. I'm so on point with this movie because this movie knows where I'm at and I'm at it. Watching it now, Sarah Michelle Gellar is knocking it out of the park. Celia or Cecilia, let's call her brown-haired girl, dark-haired girl, eyebrows. Eyebrows um, in this movie is doing great. She wears kitty clothes. I think that's what makes it a bit too much. Oh, we get subtitles for what they say. He took down my pants. And he wrote the alphabet, but with his tongue. Shit. Bartek. Bartek. Stop being silly buggers, okay? Okay. This movie has many twists, many turns. What one took you for a loop? Um, well, I've already mentioned the fact that he was falling in love and that was messing up his personality to be something that I wasn't expecting. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I suppose um, on that same note, the fact that his sister, even though she's very messed up, ended up being the main antagonist mm. that did throw me for a loop based on my initial impressions and also the fact that we weren't seeing her as much throughout the film mm. um and then from that point onwards i also wasn't anticipating like how she'd get her just desserts as they say her her gets her dues the the ending part of the movie where they literally go and get chocolate sundaes how would that ending be? Where it's just like, everything's turned to shit. It's like, let's go get some frosty chocolate milkshakes. Yay! <laughs> yeah. And Ryan Fleet, oh, sorry, Sebastian from Heaven just smiles down. And he says, I'm sorry, like she says in the eulogy. <laughs> so, um, I think I was taken aback by the... Threw you for a loop. Threw me for a loop was the fact that... Reese Witherspoon succumbs to him so out of, like, nowhere. For all that she was warned about. It took her three days mm. to get on the fuck train. This is, the scene. this is it. Now, don't tell me you're watching this moment and say to yourself, yeah, she's not retarded in yeah, any she's fashion. She's still calm. She's still calm. Cool. cool. And then... <laughs> <laughs> They kept that in, by the way. <laughs> they were like, yeah, let's keep that in. And they didn't, like, cut to black or anything. They, they cut still, to cherries. You could still watch it while it was coming through uh, going to this scene. And now you have, like, this cherry-eating scene in which Ryan Phillip... Okay, so this is the moment in the film in which I saw it for the first time. Yep. I'm like, oh, okay, so it's about this couple, they're having sex, he's a bit busy. Mm. I didn't realise they are high school students. Yep. And for all this, like, tragic stuff about how she's being manipulated and, like... She technically and then look, bam! And there's a running joke in this film about her being pushed off of things. And you know, in this scene, you know it's lustful because it's all red. Mm, and she was eating. Literally, cherries. his his lips are red. Her cherry was popped, as they say. Oh, is that what they say? Yes. I thought the phrase was "you put cherries in a bowl." Oh, virgin orgy. Yeah, exactly. You Yay. are fucking nailing it, yeah. Bartek. You and I are on the same wavelength <laughs> on this one. Bartek, did you have a favourite character in the film? Well, since we were talking about that, uh, the parrot scene, I, I did like the lady who was spraying the parrot for some reason. <laughs> it was thirsty. How do you, how do you, how do they drink? Wasn't the parrot saying stop it? Yeah, how does it drink? Oh, by opening its mouth. Exactly. And it happened to just say stop it. Exactly. It was a different, it's saying stop it about something else. It was remembering an incident in which oh, it was like, yeah. oh, stop it. A lot of rape going on. 
Mm. Yeah, it was wife. Celia reincarnated <laughs> as a bird. But before she died. Oh, reincarnated, but then time traveled back and being... Well, does reincarnation have to really matter with time? Uh, well, I think the whole idea is... Like, what's the commonality between reincarnation? Like, soul or something? I guess. Like, does it matter? Why, why if I die be... now, can I be reincarnated as, reincarnated as, like... Judas? As the spear that stabs Jesus? Uh, Longinus? Yeah, sure. <coughs> um, I don't know. I no, always... just as the spear itself. I just thought, like, the idea was you die, you go to... Doggy heaven. You go to the meet DMV of, like, souls, and they're like, all right, you can yeah, be you're cockroach s- or whatever. Yeah, but here's how re- reincarnation confuses me. Like, if I'm shit, do I get to be, like, a snake? Yeah, because they're, like, on the ground. But do I get to be, like, a cobra? And if I'm shit as a cobra, do I get moved down to something like a red belly? And if I'm shit as a red belly, like, do I move down to a different type of snake? Like... How many generations of life do I have to do Maybe. to become a human again? Like, like what happens if I'm a dog, yeah? Mm-hmm. And I die, and I just get reincarnated from a Labrador to a poodle. And then I have to work all the way up from poodle to, like, the biggest dog. And then from there, I work my way on to, like, I don't know, like, another animal that's bigger. Until I eventually work my way, like, up to human. And then and then if I'm human, like, do I get to be instantly, like, a normal person human? Or do I get re- Like, if I was particularly bad, but I've worked my way up the scale, do I get, like, human that's born blind, deaf, and dumb and can't walk, where do I go from there? Like, how can I do anything good? So I guess what um, Ryan is theorizing here is that when you die and go to, I made a joke, but like the soul DMV thing. Yeah, um, we go to soul DMV. So we, with working off of this assumption that maybe there's this like social uh, food chain ladder and like depending on how good you are, depend on like what stage the ladder is and like every form of life is on this ladder. Yeah. And we're assuming that humans are high up on that, but what if, what if humans are like at the bottom? Oh, and only shit to life oh, organisms shit. go and become humans. Maybe cockroaches just, high up. That just makes me want to fuck. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, Ryan, guess what I think that's my favorite. <laughs> Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> a worm shaped like a penis. Well, that's okay. Um, did you know these two were married in real life? Yep. Oh, you did. Did you? They're not married now. There's a lot of IMDb trivia and YouTube comments about it. I don't think that this film helped their marriage. They broke up years later, but like... Eight years later, I believe it was. So it's a fair amount of time. It's probably probably because he's discount Hayden Christensen and her chin just got too big for school. So, Bartek, you had a favourite character, which was Lady spraying bottle of water onto innocent Barrett. <laughs> I had sassy black elderly, sassy nurse at the elderly home. Who was your least favourite? I don't ask this often. <clears throat> That's a good question, because, like you said, you don't ask it often. I don't ask it often. I don't ask questions often, but when I do, they throw you for a loop. Yep. yep. That's exactly the truth. I don't know. I mean, are we just... Basing it off of character we didn't gravitate towards, a character that we feel could have just been played better, but we don't necessarily hate, or what? I don't know. Someone who personally invokes something in you. Like, when we did an episode on the show called Oscar, I was the one sitting here going, I hate this specific character because, yeah, the lawyer or accountant. In this movie, for me, I really didn't care for Ronald. The black guy. It's not because he's a black guy. I just feel like. 
they didn't explore much with him, and I felt like, why did he have sex with Sarah Michelle Gellar? Like, he seemed purer than that, and I get like, oh, maybe because she's so corrupting, blah, 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 and she's sexy, but like, I just don't, I don't know, and then he technically is the reason for why our main character dies, because mm-hmm. his bodily reaction to someone tapping him on the shoulder saying, stop, stop, is to literally grab them and throw them onto the road. Mm. And that kind of makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, that is... Uh... Yeah, that's... And it's a woman, too. Like, like he know, like he I know he's in a fight and he's getting, like, worked up, but you can hear her screaming, no, no, stop, and it's getting closer and closer, and then someone's tapping you saying, stop, and it's a woman's voice. My reaction wouldn't be... Me as a big muscly guy, because he is big, like he's fit. Yeah, he is. To he was grab her by the arm and throw her across the, the, the road. Grab, the grab and the directed uh, thrust definitely throw. Because I think. I like, wonder if he's in prison at the end of this movie. I'm like, oh, the only black guy commits a murder. I feel like the logical thing is just like push back. Yeah, but he, but he grabs but yeah, and he, hurls, and I'm like, what? Yeah, basically he 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 uh, he performed a grapple of some sort. Fun fact: virgins don't wear bras to bed, so I guess that's something to know. Well, I better buy a bra then. What? You're not a virgin? Hey, don't call me a German. I'm Polish. Fuck. It's spit and Polish presents. Not spit and Nazis. Fucking Nazis. So this is where Reese Witherspoon's like, see my chest, see my chest made from real gorilla hair. But Ryan, no. one of the quiz questions was how <laughs> that got you. <laughs> one of the quiz questions was how many buttons did she unbutton? Four. Well, the answer was one because one was already. The answer is I want to fuck. So <laughs> sorry, I keep focusing on that same show get alive because she says it so like how I'm saying it that it's stuck in my head. Like there's certain lines that only a person can say in one certain it's, way that it makes it memorable. Like, everything no, Christopher Walken says in any movie, only he can make it that interesting because of his way. It's no all four of you fuck me in the bush, but it's pretty good. Yeah, that's a Bartek quote about his life. So, um, no, no, but, like, Sam Michelle Gellar is insane in this movie. I think it's really... She's really selling this movie. I can understand why people don't like her in the movie because she is playing against type so vigorously. Like, it's really, really different type for her. And people who are a fan of good girl Sarah Michelle Gellar or sexy feminist Sarah, Sarah Michelle Gellar may not like this because she's playing a manipulative bitch. But I liked it. <laughs> I'm a Buffy fan and I've always wanted to see Buffy just be a cunt. I do think that... And I also want to see her cunt. No, I'm kidding. That was terrible. How could you say that, Bartek? Right here in front of the audience. I do think that Sarah Michelle Gellar and her cunt were doing fine in this movie. The character was played exactly as... We call it her purse snatch. She's not a thief, Ryan. Um, she, she isn't in this movie. She was playing you know, the character as it should have been, and I don't think anything was really wrong with that. Um, what you said with Ronald there... Yeah, McDonald, I, I, yeah. I guess he he did need some work on his character because it didn't. He, like, his purpose in the film was kind of vague, and also when I was looking for quizzes, the BuzzFeed uh, which character you quiz said that I was Ronald, um, and I don't really think that's accurate. Um, be, and 
I think the description of him was that he's a hopeless romantic or something like oh, that. Typical hopeless romantic. He writes love letters, but doesn't enact on them. So the two which character you quizzes, one of them <laughs> said that I was a hopeless romantic and the other said that I was naive Cecilia. Or Celia. So the answer is you're a slut. Who wants to fuck? Possibly. Oh, she's eating a cherry. Get it? Men's health. Oh, she takes vaginities. I really, really love the fact that he's wearing every macho thing that he can <laughs> in this movie to prove that he's not gay. The Gregster. Yeah, that's that's something. Greggy boy, court. Greg number one. Is there number two? I, th- I think his license plate is Greg number one. Oh, oh yes. Trivia. <laughs> I don't have any trivia about Greg. <laughs> Uh, fun fact, Greg's gay. Uh, <laughs> oh, Ryan, it means he's gay. That's unfair. He died of AIDS, so that's really unfortunate. <laughs> At the end of this movie, they didn't show you that. You know what's funny? There's a AIDS separate storyline. There's a separate storyline in this movie where he's dying from AIDS, and it's just Philadelphia. So it's just like him suffering from a debilitating disease and dying and whatever, and they're just like, "Fuck court!" Like he's such a cunt, Ryan. Did Is this it? make you cry? Was this super romantic? You know what I liked about this scene? Watch this. It's like she doesn't know he's there. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's looking up, <laughs> and she doesn't know. And it's like, from this point on, it's like, oh, wait. Is this a dream? And then, no, she's still, like, not reacting. I think... This is her real-life husband, by the way. So it's like, she's just not reacting. Look, look. Still looking down. Like, yeah. where... Like, she's at, like... Thi- at this point, I was like, oh, she's kind of awkward about it but I think yeah she was aware after the second time that cut to you know what I like about these two actors I think he should have had the pose that that CIA guy from Dark Knight Rises had though which one you know how at the very beginning of Dark Knight Rises is that plane scene yeah and as they're approaching the plane the CIA guy's got like his hands on his waist and he's just standing there kind of like a cowboy yeah should have done something like that well I don't remember that the only thing I remember from Dark Knight Rises was an amazing sequence in which this elderly man stands up and declares that he will sacrifice himself as a scene yeah your favourite character that you wrote a comic about yeah oh (laughs) might I add this scene hairy boobs (laughs) she has hairy boobs going on I don't know is his dick hairy I don't we know his asses, and we don't see his dick, so that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the only reason I know about that early part of Dark Knight Rises is because of this one page that I follow likes to post. Oh, you haven't watched Dark Knight Rises? It. I have seen it. Oh, I saw good. it in cinemas, in fact. But, I did too. But um, it's the only time I've seen it. But yeah, the the f- opening scene, there's a bunch of memes about it that I keep seeing. Fun fact: I've watched this movie more times than I've watched the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> Same here, because I've what? seen that once, what? seen this twice now. Well. Once and a half now. And this movie has more memorable things in it. Like, like bum! Like, I want to fuck! Even the room had a bum, so you know. It, <laughs> it had a few bums. <laughs> but it had, like, bare bum. Every, every movie has bum on a level, except for, like, Tommy animations. Was, Tommy Wiseau's bum bones were uh, quite prominent. You call them bones? I thought he was just made out of cartilage. It's because someone I saw the film with said that he's got a bony ass and they kept calling him bony ass. He's cartilage. Nothing but cartilage. He has no bones. <laughs> <laughs> was that your... Hey, question. Yeah? Where's that... Who hired that limo? Where did this limo come from? Like, it, he... It drove there. You know, did he though? I don't know. Like, well, I was, I did was... he take her back from all the way from the other side of the city to go back to his place to fuck? 
They need a bed somewhere. Uh, wait, you know he's in love now because he adjusts this guy's tie and he smiles. What's this? <laughs> he's like, I guess I'll have to react to that. <laughs> Did, have you ever seen the um, bloopers for Men in Black 2? No, I have seen Men in Black 2. Isn't that the blooper itself? <laughs> there, there's a scene in there where there's an autopilot. They pull him out and it's like an actual guy. Yeah. And he's got like this serious face. There were so many bloopers um, of them messing up that scene and the guy never cracks a smile despite the fact that everyone's pissing themselves laughing. Wow. And the director keeps that? saying the actor's name wrong and Will Smith's like, his name's not whatever you're saying, man! And the guy this, never cracks a smile. This poor guy is probably really upset, you know? Mm. Wouldn't it be great if this scene here, he's like, who are you having sex with? It's like, blah, blah, blah. And he opens up the drawer and it's like a seven, like, foot long dildo. <laughs> and he's like, ah, Chester. <laughs> oh, you're back with Chester, I see. Yeah, yeah. And, and then and then she's like, well, you did get it for Christmas. Like, they are this kind of brother and sister. Oh, busted. Yeah, this is a weird scene in which she shoves a black man into a drawer. <laughs> Yeah, this is a fucked up shit coming from the guy who's in a drawer. Do you like him now, Ryan? No. Oh. It did not redeem him for me. He good. He does good cello though, so I guess (laughs) he's got some redeeming quality. Do you like the blue walls? It represents her purity. Do you like his burgundy walls? It represents his lust. Oh. Do we even know if that was? Do we even know if that was his place? Um, I think that's meant to be his room. Oh, fuck. Because it one didn't of the have quiz- enough Blink-182 posters on there. One of the quiz questions is like, um, what colour <coughs> is his walls? And I almost said blue, but I'm like, no, those are her walls. Uh, burgundy? And they're like, yes, correct, Bartek. High five. They actually said, yes, correct, Bartek. High five. I knew and it. And then I smashed my monitor by accident. Best line delivery in go. a movie from her... My God, you're completely pussy-whipped. You're completely pussy-whipped. Whip it back and forth. Crack that whip. Licorice whip. I said, you know, people think that the song by Devo, Whip It, is about masturbation, and that annoys me to no end, because Mm. it's not. Well, at least it... You can interpret it. You can interpret any song about as masturbation. A song that's actually about masturbation is Blister and Sun. That's about masturbation. But this, the Whippet is them making fun. And if you listen to Devo ever, I describe Devo as one of the band members had an office job and they've never let go of the hate that they've had for that job. <laughs> because a lot of their songs are dealing with the corporate culture yeah an office space culture and they've just never let it go whip it is like those motivational videos that you have at work where it's like oh make sure you hide your tattoos and have your hair clean slick and back and you know you've got to move along and you know whip it and all this kind of stuff and that's what the song's about is a similar kind of obsession as that one director you sometimes talk about who hates a certain like opening logo you david fincher yeah uh, yeah i don't know like devo's sound is just like that corporate office music that you have for those promo videos but turned up to silly mm-hmm. yeah they have a song they have a song called uh space junk and it's just about junk in space but it's like sounds like a sci-fi version of those kind of corporate office videos where it's just like, do you want to join the team? It's like, do do do. 
So Sam Michelle Gellar drops her pedal there on the, on the table. I'm, I watched the pedal throughout the whole scene, and it stayed there. I'm very impressed with the continuity so of this. So it didn't like accidentally corpse laugh or anything like that. It didn't move. It didn't disappear. So this is Sarah Michelle Gellar's least sexy outfit of the movie. I that think. that uh, guard or whatever whose bow tie got adjusted, but he had to smile. Guard, yeah, I, guard. I don't know, what was he? Doorman. Doorman, uh, doorman, yeah. So that doorman who laughed near the end, <coughs> he, he could learn from that pedal. Yeah, see, it's still there. Ooh. What a hero. Don't do it, Sebastian. You'll not only ruin your reputation, but you'll destroy hers! Um, Bartek, is there anything in this movie you feel like makes it an unappreciated masterpiece? Because a lot of people have a lot of love for this movie. People have looked me straight in the eye, and I've said, we're going to do this on the show one day. I've had people, including our guest who had a cocaine overdose, I've just been informed, uh, look has looked me in the eye and said, that's a good movie. Mm. Why do you think that this has that kind of reaction, but also isn't appreciated? I've heard a few opinions about this film. One of them states that the acting in it is not too great completely unfair i've also heard that there is a lot of debate about uh our lead here sebastian played by ryan felipe um some saying that he is meant to be this like morally reprehensible character is um, he though but but it's also like improving oh that doorman said something but it's also like um a hero a hero he he's uh he's learning to be a good person and but some people can't excuse certain things that he's done like i think one of the comments that i read i don't think i included was that oh he he's 18 or something and celia or cecilia is a minor and he had sex with her that's technically like statutory rape he's a rapist or he is a rapist i just want to confirm that I think maybe... A great rapist. I think maybe this whole, like, fucked up notion uh, about the film, the, this whole notion about how it's... Because uh, uh, this film kind of pushed some boundaries, especially for 1999, didn't it? Oh, I mean, think. This is the same year The Matrix came out. Mm, I th- Imagine wait, the did, long black Wait, coat. last episode, didn't we say 1998 was when it came out? Oh, The Matrix came out in 1990-something. Well, this was... Recorded in 1998, released in Well, think about it. The Matrix had long black coats. Mm-hmm. He has long black coats mm-hmm. in this movie. And Coincidence? we can probably think that Ronald has a long black... But Coat. Yes. I don't know um, why you had the sense of that. That was me coughing, Ryan. Yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. This episode is... This episode is cough intentions. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to spit and polish. It's spit and die. Welcome to to Coffin Polish. What is Coffin Polish? Um, I know... Because I don't speak Polish. I know that the verb, not the thing, a cough, is uh, kashle. Or, yeah? I I explain that weird, but like... um, Yeah, that's why I'm confused. In the context of, um, oh, I'm coughing. So I guess coughing is kashle. I don't know, like, the noun form, like a cough. Um, Oh, it's not the same? No, it's... A... Polish is weird like that, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, in comparison for the English language. But it's... I like how he cried on one side, by the way. Um... To simplify it, I know how to say coughing, but I'm not entirely sure what just cough on its own is. That's a tragedy. Like this movie. This is one of the most tragic films we've done on the show. I think. 
And I think that's a part of why this film is loved by well, so many. It's a modern day tragedy story. It's about it's like two Shake people. SB. It is. It's like Romeo and Juliet. They fall in love in a matter of days. They're far too young to understand. It and does. it all ends in death. And I think that's a part of why people like it. And I think why it's also unappreciated as well. Yeah, and, and because the, people don't like seeing a tragedy, but people love it. And the song that plays kind of emphasises it, but it is a bittersweet ending. Because the, the antagonist of the film, Sarah Michelle Gellar, uh, does... as I You said, could argue it's their parents as well. <laughs> for their life decisions. Um, Getting married. Ugh. You can argue that... I don't know if that... Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, you're I'll right. argue. Go on. Um, she gets her just desserts, you know, her dues. She, so you're she, arguing she for that. Uh, if you interpret it that way... I'm going to argue is, I'm gonna argue against that. It is a bittersweet ending in the sense that, yes, our main character has died, but also the villain got defeated and she won't be doing... Supposedly won't be doing bad things anymore, maybe... But I guess then you could argue that she'll just have to find a different way to do bad things. Like, she's not going to jail or anything. Yeah, here's something I really want to discuss about Sarah Michelle Gell. La? Mm-hmm. She... Sarah Miguel. She... Do you think... That she loved him in any way during the Sebastian? yeah Sebastian not just in this movie but in life. Do you think that she loved him as like a, a romantic way or even as a brother? Do you think she had any genuine feelings for him in his entire life? I think she was at least fond of him when before he fell in love. Right. Here's what I thought. I thought that too. I thought, okay, and she's upset because he's fallen in love and he's changing. But this only takes place in, like, four days. Yeah. He dies. And she shows little to no grief about him being dead. Mm. Her best friend, partner, whatever, brother, is dead. And she shows, in fact, glee on a level. She's making sure to learn her speech because it's about her. I know she's a narcissist, yeah. but she shows little to no emotion about him dying in terms of grief. In fact, she shows pride in the fact, which makes me question if she actually ever did like him because she says, you've been nothing but a toy to me. And that could be like, oh, is that just a bitchy line to get at him? Is that just uh, in the moment because you've pissed me off recently, so I'm toying with you? But I actually think that for me... She has never liked him and I... has been playing this long game because her mum married into his family and it's not always the case that step-siblings are going to like each other or there would be resentments or whatever. I- I'm not a clear expert on that, but like that would be a case in some instances. And I think that she is so evil, malicious, that she pretended to like him and play this long game of manipulation. Whereas, Maybe he was a good guy to begin with, and she's corrupted him. Whereas I would argue, as you said, she's such an evil person, that I don't think she might have necessarily been pretending, but she might be this, like, messed up to the point where if she changes her feelings about something, she can easily, like, let it go and not like it anymore. Like, disposable. Yeah, that's true. So, like, oh, yeah, I like my brother. There's oh, a sequel to this. That's a, there's a sequel to this. That's a prequel. Yeah, I, I've heard of it. With actors who are older than the ones in this movie. I know Amy Adams is one of them. Yeah. yeah. So, maybe that explains it. Maybe it doesn't. But I interpret it as, I feel like he was a good person once and she's the one that's corrupted him and now he's going back on the good path. She's like... 
fuck you and just will destroy him. Because the thing is with villains is what is their end game? What's her end game? Um, didn't... Oh, no, I'm thinking the quiz. Um, Her end game is very confusing because she's like three seasons of Game of Thrones condensed into one character in terms of everyone has all these end games going on. She wants to destroy people's lives and that includes him. I guess it's just sadism. Or, Ryan, that quote you keep saying that she said that you really like. I'm a woman. Uh, no. <laughs> that very feminist uh, quote. Yeah, yeah, keep that taken. <laughs> keep that taken, the movie. That was actually kind of funny, yeah. You mean the famous line, I want to fuck! Yeah, maybe she's just all about pleasures. And she's sadistic, so she gets pleasures from, you know, kind of naughty things. Yeah, but she fucks the least in this movie out of everyone who ha- has fucked. Yeah, but when he she... He fucks more, the Celia fucks more, and Ned fucks more. Sarah Michelle Gellar has least amount of sex in this movie. Well, like I said, pleasure is kind of... Oh, dogs. Yay, twins, maybe. Um, Alfred Hitchcock was walking those dogs. This is <laughs> oh, actually there's his, psycho. There's his cameo. Um, I knew he was going to be in this movie. I, th- I just think that pleasure is basically all she wants. Yeah, but I feel like Sarah Michelle Gellar is a sociopath. I don't think she actually understands feelings. So how can she derive what actual pleasure is? I think for her... What are feelings? Huh? What are feelings? What are feelings? That's from Scooby-Doo 2, which she was in. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like she doesn't understand that. She understands what Ryan Philippe understands for most of it, which is the idea of winning conquests. They're conquests. And he's another conquest of moral corruption and degradation. She wants to do that to everyone, to make them lesser. While, I think it's interesting to note, she goes out of her way, apparently. We don't see it in the movie, but we're given this idea that she goes out of her way to come across as a good person. We never really see that in this movie. Like, not really. Yeah, it's kind of already happened. That reputation's already been... Yeah, like, uh, she's school captain or leader or whatever, and and everyone respects her and she's considered a nice person. We don't see that ever in this movie. Not once. Straight out said, most popular girl in school. And she... School holidays, though, so yeah. She know, pro- she cares enough about reputation, so I, I wonder what her... Li- I'm not a psychiatrist. I just... I'm not Freud, like she said. She could be a good girl. You know, I, we, I mentioned earlier that the whole thing with uh, Ryan Felipe was reminding me of Death Note, but I guess her putting up the pretense all the way through, that's more in line with the main character of Death and, Note. And... And... She's Asian? No. <laughs> And she's reading not the Death Note, but a notebook of some sort. I don't like how in these movies they always do diaries, like they cut out. Like, where did he get these pictures? Some of these pictures, I wonder where he gets them from. Like, it cuts about, like, it's in, like, Mean Girls as well, where all these diaries are always these really elaborate, well-designed. I never see any diaries like that. It feels like like an art folio you'd make in school, kind of. Yeah, like, and that's that's a strength of the movie, you know? Like... Some people would say, is that art direction gone too far? No. No, not too far. It's just art direction. Might I add, she does cocaine out of a crucifix, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Mm-hmm. Right? Is she a Catholic girl? <laughs> I mean, she pretends to be. She could be. In um in the cut script, in the Fun last... fact, his, his arm would have hit the disconnect button on that phone several times, so I just wanted to note that. <laughs> um, in the cut 
<laughs> in one of the earlier scripts, which I read the What's wrong of. with her arms? Um, Ryan interrupts me again. Sorry, to sorry. Talk, to talk about arms. Oh, it's hair. She has hair. This oh, film, yeah. This film really wants to show people's hair on their arms and boobs. Mm. It's a prominent thing in this movie, but you're saying? Mm-hmm. No more arms, Ryan. I'm going to say it now. Um, What's wrong with his lips? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Fuck, what was I saying? I don't know. You were talking about lips. No, that was you. <laughs> you were talking about hairy arms. Fuck, I forgot. Who? Your fucking arms, Ryan. Hey, she's got shaved underarms, though, so that's all right. Yeah. Oh, right, the, the script. Oh, the, about the, the early, arms, yeah. Earlier drafted script um, in the ending scene. In this film, uh, the scene is set at the, like church where the funeral is happening uh, um and they're talking in like the toilet in that version of the script it was not the funeral but it was just at their big mansion uh, um and the scene plays out like normal except that um sarah michelle geller brings out the whole call back to the you know bringing jesus into her life thing uh-huh. and then i almost called her annabelle again annette says cut the shit and, and then she's like, don't blaspheme, and, and slaps her. <laughs> she's, she says, like, cut the shit, and then she talks about how she has the um, notebook, and, and she says that I could send this out to, like, the newspaper or something, and then... Oh, she threatens her. Yeah, with... it, she blackmails her, and she's like, that would ruin my life. It's like, well, in return for me not sending this out, you are gonna, like, dress as I say, you're gonna sleep with insecure people, you're gonna make everyone feel happy. Mm. And that's... And, and then she, like, apparently makes out with her. And then... As oh, she's... of course. You know, that's a logical... <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a logical step. I'm blackmailing I, you. I think she Kiss also... me. I'm a lesbian now, she... by the way. I think she also says, you're my bitch. And then as she... Oh, yeah, that sounds like a net. <laughs> I, I think she said movie. that. When I first watched this movie, I really saw... <laughs> and you know what's really weird about this scene? Yeah. Reese Witherspoon's got a skateboard slung behind her back and a sideways cap, <laughs> yeah. and she's wearing grills. <laughs> and then as and she... she's like, you're my bitch now, yeah. and backhands her. Yeah, and then as she's leaving, she turns around, she's like, forgot something, and takes the car keys. So she gets the car as well. That's how she gets the car, huh? Yeah. Um, so in that version of the script, like I said, it's not Annette who says the, oh, I just bring... What's this? Yeah. Stop it, stop it, stop it. And he flings her. He okay, yeah, flings he, he didn't her. grab her, but he definitely thrusts her to the side in a... In a not, forward. In a not logical he way. He did it forwards as well. Like, yeah. like think of the angle. It would be actually harder to do what he just did. Yeah, like I said, like, scrunch your arm and just push her backwards from the stomach. But he did, like, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. And... You but, know what but, would have been weird if the cab driver stopped, got out, <laughs> got out, got out, smoked a cigar, his cigar. Oh, he's he's coming, smoking his cigar, and he's like, "Hey, you gotta pay for that." Yeah. <laughs> he's like demanding because he's got uh, you know, his friend Dwayne Johnson's driving another cab that's lost in the Nevada desert right now in Race to Witch Mountain. Yep. His boss is gonna be happy about this new broken taxi from this guy getting killed. But, but anyway, like I was saying, so in that version of the script, uh, Catherine is the one who brings up God again. So I, <sighs> I guess they're trying to play on this whole religious angle, but, it, like, pretend. Which which script did Roger Ebert like? You know what? I completely forgot to check what Roger Ebert Well, I is. imagine Roger Ebert had a hard-on for this movie. He has everything you want. Don't you like that her dad, who's the headmaster, is very old? <laughs> He's very old. Oh, we conceived you when I was 50. When you go to funeral... Have you been to a funeral? Yeah, I've been to a few. Right, right. Now, when you're at a funeral, mm-hmm. and there's someone you know that's died... Yep. 
even if you don't know them very well, like you're like, oh, I'm on a level. Yeah. Do you immediately leave the funeral halfway through the, I guess, most important person's eulogy to that dead person, like their sister, say? Do you automatically stand up and literally run out to look at a piece of paper? Or do you wait till after the funeral? I mean, I think... I think where I'm faltering on this is that I've never given a eulogy. Oh, you, yeah, you but don't have to ter- give one. And my mum has. Um, but, yeah, okay, if you're... Yeah, but yeah. I'll say this. The people I have seen give eulogies, they they just bring the paper up with them and read off of it. You don't understand what I'm saying, do you? You're, you're saying, do I leave while the eulogies are happening? Yeah. Yeah. That that right. I would not do. In fact, I'd probably try to make a point of... Staying, right? Of flushing out all of my waste before the funeral begins so I can stay for the whole thing. But, but, like, but like, these girls are running around handing the diaries out. Or they're running around saying, come outside. Yeah. All of them get up and run out halfway through... At the beginning or halfway through his step- stepsister's Speech, eulogy, yeah. who's probably outside of his parents... The most important person to be there to hear Which their thoughts means, on. Yeah. But Annette doesn't speak to them for very long, so she must have, like, Annette really... doesn't speak to them in the church. Yeah, but... Other but, girls come in which and means go, that they, come outside. Yeah, which means that they must have said something with incredible brevity, with an incredible impact. These are the parents. Good job, guys. Yep. Uh, but, like, look at this scene. Like, I think it's really disrespectful. It is Catholic, by the way. Uh, I think it's really disrespectful. Like, look at this complete stranger. We've never... You're right, it is a stranger. We've never seen this girl before. And Sarah Michelle Gellar's halfway through giving a speech about her dead brother. And they're all like, yeah, I'm going to get up and yeah, leave. Uh, look, look, how long look, did she talk to this person for? Look, and Have she a just look points... Come outside, then, we need to talk about this. That was like f- four seconds of talking. And, and somehow, if it was me as a guy, I'd be like, shh, I mean, seriously, we had a funeral. Like, the parents are right there. Mm. Like, even if this is about, like, the stepsister being a bitch... Have respect for not only the person who's died, but the family. I mean, look at this. This is unacceptable on every level. Like, I get why um, Annette's doing it, but, like, could you not wait till after the funeral? Like, after the service. Like, you know, you don't have to wait till they bury him in the ground, but, like, halfway through a eulogy, like, I think this is really showing that Annette has turned dark. Because she's a good Christian girl, too. She should show... Yeah, you're my bitch. (laughs) She should show some respect for this service. I know it's like, you know, Sarah Michelle Gale is such a duplicitous bitch, but, like, seriously, though. Seriously. It is her lover, too. Well, they never had love. Did you say Annette or Catherine? Oh, yeah, Annette. And Annette, it's your lover, too. Yeah, sorry. Annette. Oh, and look at this. She's really like, mmm, hands are it, like, mmm. Thanks smart. for introducing me to sex. Here. Oh, and thanks. Also, this diary, for some reason, would ruin my reputation as well. <laughs> so I guess I'll hand it about. Oh, cruel intention. Now, see how long this journal is? Yeah. Right? And it goes for a while. The yeah. headmaster gets it at some point, And he reads enough of it to be like, she has cocaine in her crucifix. <laughs> I better check if this is valid or not. I really like the first person's uh, reaction to when she looks up. Coke problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I really love the shaking of the head yeah. from the principal <laughs> where he doesn't even I... say anything. And he's like, the most over-the-job shaking. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, redhead girl, the... the redhead girl. That was a guy. No, the red... This guy, this Oh, guy. this guy's good, but the redhead girl in the... <laughs> she didn't even... 
do anything. She no, just no, kind of adjusted her chest. No, no, no. The redhead girl in the wide shot had her mouth like really open. Being like, oh. Oh. And look at this. Look at this. <laughs> the principal. The principal. Who the fuck are you? And then look, takes it out. Oh. And then, <laughs> oh boy. And look, she's like, oh shit. And he's like, tut, tut, tut. And the mum in the background's not even reacting. She's like, oh well. Oh, I'll react now, I guess. Oh, the father shook his head very lightly. But not as much as the principal. <laughs> he nearly, And they're gone already. They don't even want to talk to her. <laughs> they don't even want to talk to her. No. They're like, fuck her. We're laughing a lot. This is a funny movie. <laughs> and this is the most tragic part of the movie. And here is the final shot of the film in which someone said, yeah, let's get Reese Witherspoon to put sunglasses on and while driving. And also, let's show the film again. The a quiz actually pointed out a thing. It was like, at the end of the film, what didn't she inherit from, uh, what's his face? His, Sebastian. His children. And it was a car, sunglasses, wristwatch, and something else. I thought I thought she didn't inherit the wristwatch, but I guess I was wrong. Unless that... Journal? Was that his wristwatch? Well, she has the journal. Yeah, but like, was that one of the options? Might have been. I don't know. Was that she's... was that his wristwatch or was that just a wristwatch she had? Uh look, I'll be honest, I never noticed his rich wristwatch. Okay. Well, whatever. It just alerted me to the fact that oh, those are his sunglasses. So the film has ended. It's a tragedy. We have upset. We're going to get into our reviews and ratings and Bartek's going to read some comments from YouTube. I'm going to read some uh, reviews from IMDb and you guys are going to shake your heads. Tut tut tut, cocaine's bad. <sighs> cocaine so problem. my review is this. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 what? You'll find out at the end of this review. <laughs> I enjoyed this movie. It was one that I felt could have been a contender from day one. I had only seen it halfway through, and I said to myself, yes, because this movie is dealing with dark subject matter, but it's also in a very fun manner. Like, yeah. the acting is a bit corny, but it's also really grounded at the same time. Like, sometimes when people yell and shout, it can be kind of a little goofy. Like, you know, not everything is, like, a heart-wrenching... Argh! Sometimes the ugly side of life can be a little corny, a little cheesy. Like, when you see someone get angry, they get petulant, like, in the moment. Like, and that doesn't mean they're a petulant person. It's just, like, you know, this situation like... Argh! Sometimes you just can't put a phone back in its spot. Exactly. And you keep that take in. And I, and I think that this movie is both arousing and thought-provoking. And I think that's the thing. The word to use for this is arousing. It arouses thought spirit and physical it is what you need to get you going there's many great actresses and actors in the movie there's one particularly great actress who plays the nurse mm -hmm. she was great i'd love to have her on the show to talk about it uh see if she improvised that line because i read the script it wasn't in there uh, <laughs> and and I really want to know what she's like as a person. Virgin Records, good job on the soundtrack. I think that's something that needs to be talked about. Is the soundtrack to this movie encapsulates what it was to be in the 90s. This is a quintessential 90s movie while still being relevant to today's standards. This movie captures the certain essence of teen movies in the 90s. This was after I Know What You Did Last Summer. There's this feeling in the 90s for me that the that the it's the... I would call it the disillusionment of teenagers. Mm -hmm. In a lot of 80s movies, teenagers are like, they have sex and they drink and party. And, you know, you could apply this to all of these, right? They have sex, drink and party, and they have romances, right? 
Yeah. You can, and then you can have horror movie things where they get killed for having sex, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, you have things like Animal House, all this kind of stuff. And it's that's good because the idea of a teenager came about in the 1950s. Yeah. So by the 90s, it's already been around for a couple dozen of years and we're really starting <laughs> to look at what are teenagers really like. And I think in the 90s, what I'm feeling is it's saying... 80s too, but yeah. I think in the 90s, this period, it's saying teenagers are nearly adults and they can be bad and they can be selfish they can be corrupt they can be terrible people but in movies normally they're given a pass or they're killed in a horror movie but in this series of movies this with like you know another horror movie like you know what what i know you did last summer it's the idea of the children are doing bad things. This movie is about teenagers doing bad things to other teenagers with no regards for the future, no regards for morals, no regards for other people's feelings. Teenagers can be very selfish. And I think this explores that. And I think the 90s era of teenage movies really hit the nail on the head with that feeling. I give this a 10 out of 10 cocaine spoons. I give it 10... Teeny tiny ones. I, I give it ten snorts. We did five each. Good. Ten. That's being efficient, audience. And this is ten of these. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. Eight. Nine. One zero. You know what's and really great about that? You know what's really great about this? Someone's sitting there that actually sat and listened to that. <laughs> Well, I can't skip ahead because they... And that was my dick, guys. <laughs> it was floppy. Yep. Martek, what's your review? I... I definitely think that this is another film that people need to watch. It is a film with a lot of messed up things in there. It's not messed up in the same way... Well, It's not messed up in the same way as something like Nothing But Trouble... In that it's not as, like, cartoonish or grotesque or farcical, but it is messed up in the sense that you have these real people uh, interacting with something that we don't quite perceive as real. Like, it is true that there are people in this world who are sociopaths, who are manipulative, and they try to hide behind a persona of being trustworthy, being good people. And it, it's really encapsulated by the main characters in this movie. Often people have this saying of, don't judge a book by its cover, because it, typically it's in a sense of like, oh, like the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Uh, mm. Oh, he looks like a bad person, but he's actually good once you get to know them. This one kind of goes the opposite. It's like, oh, they look like good people, but they're, they're, they're kind of slimy once you get to know them and find out about their crucifix. That kind of slimy once you get to know about that crucifix. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that really says everything that needs to be said. But I, I thin. But I so thin. <laughs> no, Ryan. This isn't the French. Oh, thing. Not this the... is the American one. Oh, oh, okay. Les or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's the American one. So not Finn. Finn. Finish. Finished. No, it's not the Finnish one, Ryan. It's oh, the American me. one. What's the Nazi one? Zigheil! You mean German? Yes, I... You know they're the same. <laughs> <laughs> you know they're the you same. You hear that, Germany? Oh, you have so many people knowing that I'm true. Why am I doing that? 
I, I think we can't I, afford the copyright I, for I that said, either. I said I did that with like oh I have a thing going, but then I was doing it. And I was like, wait a second, I don't have anything. Do you have any more review and or rating? You know what? I think I think therefore you. Are. I think we'll settle on that for the review. I, I think I made some good points there. That you you, didn't you make. really got me pointed. Um, thank you, Ryan, and I give you. Um, Oh, let's give let's give Ryan a hundred points. Yes. Yes. And then you give the movie two hundred points, and I feel an insecurity about myself. I'm like, I should be more like the movie. I should be more like I want to fuck. Well, you should, Ryan, because I was talking about Ryan Felipe. You get nothing. <laughs> Ryan. Now look, Ryan Felipe. Make sure you distribute the points I gave you with the other people in the film. Like, don't don't just hog it. That's that's for the movie. I'm just trusting you to distribute it. Is that your rating? Yeah, 100 okay. points. Well, I've got a review here. It's a long review, but it's a poignant one. It's a nine-star review from IMDb, and it's called A Sassy, Sexy, and Downright Seductive Shocker. Cruel Intentions is one of my fav- is is one of my all-time favorite films. That's the title. Yum. Wait, whoa, really? That's the title. Holy shit. Can I have a look at No. That? Oh, okay. So, this is nine-star from 2010. Now, review may contain spoilers, guys. So, you know, if you haven't- Prepared yourself for that. Not my fault. Yeah. Cruel Intentions is a serious is is seriously a movie that gives me the chills every time I watch it. It's bold, it's daring, and downright chilling. The main thing I dug about Cruel Intentions was the relationships and the manipulations for their own benefits. Sebastian is used to getting his own way. He uses woman to sleep with and manipulates people for the hell of it, along with his sister Catherine. What we don't know at the start of the movie is how Sebastian has been affected by Catherine. Then comes along Annette, who Sebastian, who Sebastian figures will be his little toy. His own personal trophy, so to speak. Okay. As much as I loved the relationship between Catherine and Sebastian, I adored the one between Annette and Sebastian even more. We see this arrogant young charmer who loves to mess people up, and as the movie progresses, we see the real him start to come out, thanks to Annette. Sebastian isn't isn't used to fun. He's... He's not used to genuine laughter, other than the laughter he got from his own amusement, and Annette gave that all to him. It just seems so genuine. I'm a rare guy who enjoys <laughs> romance. Yes. And this put a whole new deal on romance for me. They pushed the envelope many times, and I loved every minute of the envelope pushing. One thing I was dis- disappointed about, though, is they didn't give us enough info on how Catherine and Sebastian became so evil together. The the prequel, if that's what you want to call it, it gives us snippets of information, but it was basically a rehash, so I would really love to see a real movie focused on the relationship of Catherine and Sebastian. Cruel Intentions is a movie I can't stop thinking about each time I watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. That one sunk in on you a little slowly there, didn't it? Yeah, it did. I, I mean, you're literally, to put it in my head. you're literally watching it, so you are thinking about it. I've been doing a lot of riddles lately, and so I should have been picking that up. Each time I have new questions, I need answering, and every time I notice something new, something that stimulates my mind even more. It's just a fascinating film, and one of my favourite daring love stories. Performances. Ryan Philippe is okay. in his 
best role, in my opinion, delivers a suave, emotional, and downright convincing show. At the start of the movie, we are aware of his charm, but we hate what he's pulling, yet somehow he's able to make us relate to him. It's a terrific performance that often gets overlooked. How can people honestly say he's wooden? Sarah Michelle Gellar gives one hell of a devious yet deliciously sexy performance. She's clearly a backstabbing woman who cares about no one but herself, and at the same time Sebastian seemingly is the only one who understands her. It's only what's revealed in the diary that how we come to see how he felt. Reese Witherspoon? is fabulous as Annette, perfectly innocent yet wonderfully charming and good-hearted. Her simple gorgeous smile or her easygoing charm could put a smile on your face in a minute. Her chemistry with Ryan was outstanding. Hear that, Bartow? Congratulations, dude. I'm very happy about that. Selma Blair plays the ditzy Celia to perfection. She's clearly a ditz, yet a likable one. Joshua Jackson ha- Joshua Jackson has a small bit as a gay man. <laughs> That's the end of that sentence. <laughs> Sean Patrick Thomas plays the token black part down to a T and has a key role in the end. Tara Reid has a small part in the beginning too, smiley face. <laughs> Bottom line, Cruel Intentions is a movie I'm very fond of, and I can proudly say it's one of my all-time favourites. This isn't just a movie for teens, it's a powerful love story for us adults too. I think everybody needs to experience this movie at least once. An absolute must-see. Now, I gotta go out and check out Dangerous Liaisons, because that's what this movie is based on. 9 out of 10. (laughs) Just to clarify what I meant when I said I did a lot of riddles recently. Oh, I just imagined that you were the Riddler. It's it's the type of riddles where, like, if you really read the question, it becomes super (laughs) simple. But, like, yeah, you Mm. kind of just assume. You've got comments from YouTube. Now, just to clarify, are these comments from the trailer? No! Fuck me! I want to fuck! Ryan. Is it scenes? Like, clips of scenes? It's the full movie zoomed in on YouTube. <laughs> no one talks about the zoom in, but... <laughs> no one, not one. Not one comment talks about the zoom in. Good. Yep. So that... How zoomed in was it? Was it like you see Sarah Michelle Gellar's nose and that's I all? Mean, it wasn't extreme close up, but like the first thing you see in the movie, you can see the, the first frame of that video. You can see the opening credits. You can't read the full words. Yeah. Okay, give us what the zoomed-in copy had to say. I thought you were actually going to say, no, I got these comments from the trailer for Zoom. <laughs> the movie Zoom. Look, all these comments, they they seem to be talking about it as if they watched the movie completely normally. So, for what it's worth, it's from the full movie on YouTube. Good. <clears throat> I mean, don't watch that copy. It's illegal, of course. Watch the and, um, copy that's available. The legal. last the last one that I read is uh, almost as long as an IMDb review. And that Fantastic. one, that one is from another dimension. Um, sort of. The first comment, though, is, I hate the ending, though. It's so bittersweet. And then the response, but I'm So it starts with a little joke. But yep. It's so bittersweet. But I'm Because it's a bittersweet symphony for all of you who didn't watch the movie. Get it? Next comment. Initial comment. A lot of response comments this time, Ryan. I love this movie. It really gave Ryan Philippi the new hot guy. I mean, is he handsome or what? It gave him the new hot guy, Ryan. And his name is Philippi. <laughs> Response. Monica Bestwick. Oh, sorry. That must be the username. <clears throat> this is the movie he and Reese met on and fell in love in real life. Romantic, right? They were married and had two kids and divorced now. But I'm glad Reese is happy with a new husband and third kid. 
Not sure about him. He sort of fell off the face of the earth. Wonder what he's up to. But yeah, cute. I like Mark Wahlberg even better, though. Have you seen the old movie Fear Feet featuring him and Reese? Sorry for long comment. And response. <laughs> Fear freaked me out. I tried to make my daughter watch it. Lol, Ryan Felipe is still handsome. <laughs> oh, that was great. Yeah, it went all over the place. <clears throat> I like the movie, especially when Ryan tells the girls they are beautiful and they actually believed it and slept with him. I'm happy about that too. I can't believe I told girls they were beautiful and they slept with me. Response. Yep, women are so gullible. Response. Next response. Not all men. (laughs) So I've got a review here. Mm -hmm. That's a negative one. Sometimes we're going to include the positives and the negatives. This is... A one-star review, okay? I mean, it's upsetting that there is one out there, but it's from 2000, so the fresh, fresh Whoa, new century. New millennium. The worst of the worst for all the wrong reasons. That's the title. Wow. I saw this on video with a friend who had purchased the used copy from an ugly, awful chain video (laughs) store. Cruel Intentions represents the worst, nastiest, greediest sludge of Hollywood. First, it exploits young actors and viewers by titillating with trite but explicit sexuality. Ryan Philippe is one of the least charismatic actors I have ever seen, and Miss Geller baffles me with her popularity. Oh, she... Miss Geller, okay. Yeah, not Miss Sarah I... Michelle Geller. Yeah. Miss Geller baffles me with her popularity. She is a homely, scrawny, faux thespian doing a Cruella de Vil. <laughs> This guy uses long words. But is supposed to be this sex kitten. This fucking suscribidellion. The plot twists in this film are so forced and contrived that they made me very sad and tired without really being sleepy. (laughs) 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 Lastly, hold on, Bartek. You can see why I chose this review for you. Lastly, the film smugly calls itself a contemporary interpretation of a literary classic to boost its resume. Mm -hmm. All it is is an R-rated version of Saved by the Bell meets Dallas. (laughs) Bottom of the pond, scum. Okay. And I have one that just... Another one. Ten star. It's called Real Love Here and Love is spelt with the... um, L-U-V? No. No. L love heart emoji. V-E. Okay, that's cute. <coughs> I mean, it could be love heart e. love hearty? Yeah. V? Yeah, it's kind of hard. V? Now, this review contains spoilers, but this came out last year, this Scruffle. review, so you've had enough time. Man, this movie is just a punch to the heart. Can you just imagine both the guy's situations and the girls at the end after he gets hit by the car? Dude's stepsister <laughs> tries to set him up with everything. All for her own selfish wants. All she ever was is a drug addict. Wait, all she ever was is a drug addict, spoiled and manipulative biatch. The ending of this movie is a series of serious punches to the heart. It starts at the beginning of the funeral and gets progressively harder after the verve starts playing Bittersweet Symphony. After the, uh, I love this. After the speech dude's stepsister is giving, the guy that died had a journal filled with horrible stuff she did. It was written by his love, uh, who is now living without him. <laughs> I like it's like he hasn't seen the movie because it's like dude's stepsister. <laughs> and then calls him the guy in the same sentence. I tried to make 
I tried to make as such sense as I could, but it's one of those reviews you you have to spoil in order to do so. But you don't want to at the same time. The pain in this movie is a unique experience, and the revenge by the girl at the end is bittersweet. I shed a tear during this, and movies hardly ever make me cry. I gave this movie a perfect 10. I hardly ever give everything a perfect 10 rating. Man, the ending is one of the best endings I have ever experienced. And that's the end of that review. Okay. Hit us with some YouTube, Bartek. I imagine it's a beautiful place. YouTube is the place where people can say hello to each other back. Um, the fourth word in this one is censored. It's fucked. Uh, the, the K is a <gasps> the K is an asterisk. Oh, but everything else is in place. So did just... they? Did they... <laughs> wait, wait. Can I guess? Can I guess? What? Is it? I want to get fucked. <laughs> No, no, no. <clears throat> this is this is so fucked up. <laughs> I see incest spelt without a C. Spelt without a C, Ryan. Just S E S. I see incest, abuse, rape. Oh, sorry, there's no comma. I see incest, abuse, rape for some reason. But for some reason, I kind of enjoyed the movie. I can't figure out why. Full stop. And then seven question marks. <laughs> Response: They're from separate families whose parents got together. Response, it's still fucking incest. Response, this is, that is not the true definition of incest, you cretin. If they shared any of the same DNA, then yes, it would be incest. Ignorance might be the most frustrating her tool I deal with in life. Oh boy. He said her tool, not hurdle. You got more for us? Oh yeah. Oh, give me more. No! Why did he die? He and Annette were so great together. Four exclamation marks, three love hearts, and a bunch of squares for some reason. But I love the movie. Response. Okay, and now this guy... (laughs) You have to explain to him already. (laughs) He comes back in another comment later on. Um, This relates to the movie's theme of the the first impression thing. Oh, good. His response is, Hey, hi, may I have your number? Yep. And the response to that is... Don't be a creep. You are asking a stranger's <laughs> number and you don't even know how old they may be. I'm reporting your comment. Okay. The next comment here is... <laughs> I, I don't like the final. Very sad. Aww. And then the first response is, Yes, sad, much sigh. You know, kind of, yeah. But then the response to that is, Hi, can I have your number? Uh. And the response... And, some, and the response to that is, what? Why would you ask for someone's number? And then that person responds and actually gives an answer. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, good, because I want love. Be- no, actually, because of collaborating with new people, knowing new mindsets, talking to each other, I have to interaction with many new people so that I was asking someone number, are you willing give? Are you willing give? <laughs> He wants to meet new people so he can learn new things about how people think, Ryan. Hit us with one more. Could I... Are you almost done with your reviews? I've got two left. I've got four left, and the fourth one is the long one. You could end with that. Okay. <clears throat> when You sh- said it's from another dimension, yeah? Yes. Oh, I've got one review that's from another country, baby. Yep, so I have three more that I'm willing to give, and then that one I want to end on. Hit me, baby, <clears throat> one more time. So... Fourth last one, when she said Ronald is so black, I was pissed off! And then a bunch <laughs> of angry emotes. 
And then the one after that is all caps. I hate guys like Sebastian, perverts, and even more angry emotes than the last comment, including wow. some poop emotes. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. I love poop emotes. As you can see, the it's a long, long one. So you got me ready now? Uh, well, I got one more before that long one. Well, I'm going to go into my reviews. Okay, fine. You can preface. This one is a seven-star review, but I'll take written this year. It's called Wheel, as in one that you drive with. Wheel. Yeah. I'll, I'll like to write my part. What? Wheel. I'll like to write my part. This is... oh, he's trying to say well, okay. No. I think you don't know because you haven't read the review. Oh, okay. Review may contain spoilers. Wheel. I like to write my part. Seven stars. Mm. Great movie. And I'm close. Agree to all the commentaries. It's a very well done movie. Not masterpiece, but entertained, funny, cruel, full of drama. And at the end, too much drama. Too much. <laughs> and trivia. Well, as I was saying, at the end of the movie... I, <laughs> well, as I was saying, at the end, the movie takes it to the toilet. First of all, the fact that the three characters go to the street to search each other in the big city of New York and even find themselves is a, just a WTF moment. If they met at the train station, okay, there are schedules there in any other place, but Central Park? Come on! Second, how is it that he, in the street, the taxi? <laughs> That's a question, Bartek. That's a question, answer that. He second, walked and fell. Second, how is it that he in the street, the taxi? I don't want to give, I don't want to give the spoiler, but well, it's not a big deal because for me, the movie finished before this moment. The fact is that I felt like they ran out of time and budget and made a shitty end, which also characters lose their, es their essence. Mm -hmm. I hope they found some other end. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I hope they found some other end. Maybe a conclusion after the film's end. Because with a good close, this movie could be near a masterpiece. Nearby. Just reconnect the neurons you used in the beginning and you will love it. Okay, spoiler. Incoming. A big one. Not this shitty end. Was a stupid dead. Which takes us to a stupid scene and a stupid funeral. So stupid, typical. Also, what comes during the funeral? Mm, no. <laughs> In summary, change the end. And voila, great movie. Okay. Did, what did country you... was that from, Ryan? France. But that's oh, not the okay. one that's from a different country, Bartek. I have the last review here. Different dimension. From South Korea. Oh. Whose cruel intention? Catherine... Nope! Well, could I just throw out the last short comment then? Sure. <clears throat> Such a good movie. Response. Hi, dear. Can we talk WhatsApp? Long number. Who's, Hussein Dubai <coughs> UAE. So uh, maybe they connected. All right. That's out of uh, the way. Go ahead. Whose cruel intention? Catherine? Nope. That's the title. <clears throat> no stars. No star rating. <clears throat> Yeep. I was right. <laughs> okay. Cruel. I watched Cruel Intention right before... Annette is really bitch. <laughs> At the last scene, she reminds all the memories with Sebastian. And there are some scenes related to Catherine. We should know that she smiled. It was right after his death, bitch. Even she had the fancy car and his diary. Moreover, Cat's life is totally messed. 
Totally messed, Bartek. I think Annette moved to the city in order to destroy Kat and Chris, maybe because of their reputation? I think she acted like a good girl and make Chris... I don't know who Chris is. (laughs) And make Chris to fall in love with her. Hold on to the Chris part. And make Chris fall in love with her. Then, the and then, then makes progress like in the film. (laughs) Yeep! It's Annette's cruel intention. Even mean. (laughs) That's a separate sentence. Even mean. End sentence. The original one is a huge masterpiece. This one is not that much, but it's still good. However, I didn't be surprised at all when they, Kat and Sebastian, make some sexual stuff. (laughs) Wait, let me read this. This is the end. Okay. It didn't be surprised at all when they, Kat and Sebastian, make some sexual stuff. End sentence. It might be. End review. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It might be. Okay, so for my one, which could be from another dimension, but could also be uh, heavily of this one. It goes back to the whole first impressions thing, Ryan. So, you know, try not to be too biased when you hear the initial comment, because there's there's some depth to it. I don't want to be a bias. Nelly. Are you ready? Ready, Freddy. Get your faggot crap out of movies, faggots! Chicks everywhere in this movie, but no tits. Instead, there's a guy's butt and two faggots in bed. Crap, clickbait movie, idiots, stupid faggots. That's the initial comment. Um, Don't be biased, like I said. Okay. The first response is, then just watch porn then if you want to see tits and stuff. And this is... The the original commenter has a long response just to quell the confusions, Ryan. (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad that he gets to reply. Yes. I think you missed the point. (laughs) People watch movies for plot, action, chicks, etc. But no one wants to see fags in movies. Not straight guys, STR8. Not straight guys, not straight girls, and not even lesbians. Smiley face. So the proper solution to this disgusting issue is for them to create a, and this is in bold, a (laughs) faggot channel. Lol. They could even make an app for it. Winky smiley face. The faggot channel. For retards that don't find chicks naked a turn on. Lol. Which BTW brings up some good points. The male sex organ is hideous. Aside from that, what comes out of it is disgusting. Furthermore, a woman's body is insanely appealing. And instead wanting to put your thing in a girl, a fag opts to put it in another guy's butt. Brilliant! Lol! Girls also have way better cum than guys do. Uh, He apparently knows this, Ryan. Two different kinds, too. Winky smiley face. And then there's their breasts, too. Yummy! In conclusion, I don't know for the life of me how any man can be a fag. SMH. Shake my head, I think that means Ryan. <clears throat> Where are we? Uh, but at any rate, I don't want to see fags or faggot garbage in the movies I watch. Uh, and it's not like they give you any warning, either. And then he puts it in bold. Warning, this movie contains male homosexuality. At least if they put some kind of warning label there, I'd go, okay, see ya, lol. And lastly, 
I find it odd that a straight guy, and in brackets writes, if you are, would be okay with this crap. You shouldn't want it there either. And the way I see it is, if you are a straight guy defending this crap, then you're not straight at all. Capiche? Smiley, fa- oh, smiley winky face, sorry. Oh, in BTW, I'm always right. Why? Because I think everything through with a heavy dose of analysation. Winky smiley face. Uh, oh, good. The response to that, that is... That was great. The response to that is, and let's not forget about the two niggers! To which the original commenter responds, sorry, can't agree with you there. Colour if skin means nothing to me. It's the individual person that matters, IMO. I met some cool black folks and some bad. Same goes for other races. I've also met and lived with plenty of white trash. To me, it just comes down to the person. No one's perfect, but evil scum is where my prejudice lies. Hate evil scum! They are the ones that make this life bad. The response, you had me dying, but I see your point. And then he says, right on, thanks. Cool coming from a girl too, lol. And the final response, haha, NP. You know the plot twist of this all is? Yep. The original poster was a woman. <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> plot twist. Yep. There were actually some four... You know what sad thing is? Yep. There are probably some 11-year-old <laughs> that's gotten a YouTube account somehow. And they've decided to watch this film because they've heard it's got Zoomed boobies. In, Ryan. Huh? Zoomed in. Yeah, but, like, zoomed in on the boobs, I guess. Like, they, they heard this movie has boobies. <laughs> and they're like, I want to fuck! <laughs> but I can't fuck anyone because I'm 14. Or 11, or however old. I want to fuck! And they can't, so they have to watch internet videos, but they don't, they can't go to porn sites because of search history on their computers. And they're too young to figure out how to delete that from their parents because they've only got one computer. It's their parents' computer. <laughs> So they have to watch a movie that their parents wouldn't be like, oh, that's porn. They just watch it. It's like, oh, that's not porn. And And then he, they're shooting himself in the foot. Yeah. Huh? Uh, You didn't have to be signed in to watch this. It was like, you didn't. Oh, yeah, but the comment. Yeah. You have to be signed in. So he has a YouTube account. So then he can be like, this is unacceptable. Like, I was like, make a homosexual channel like this. Like, (laughs) all movies, all movies are on YouTube or on TV, (laughs) but like, not a homosexual genre, which there is, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Bartek. Thank you, listening people. Lol, winky smiley face. Thank you, Cruel Intentions. You guys have been fantastic, amazing, wonderful listening people. Uh, you guys can support us. We have a Facebook page. We have a YouTube page. We have the Podbean, iTunes. You can find us under Spit and Polish Presents. Support us in any way you can. Give us a rating. Give us a like. Give us a suggestion for a future movie we could cover because, hey, we could have all been arrested today for cocaine possession and not done Cruel Intentions and we could have got so high that we forgot about it. Mm. But if you reminded us by suggesting it, we would do it, obviously. Duh. And if you have a good memory, then please remember to tell a friend that might enjoy the show. If you Tell want. them about us. Get more people Make listening. a bet. Make a bet. Be like, if you can get through the whole entire episode of Cruel Intentions, you can fuck me in the ass. <laughs> on the faggot channel and it's weird that they're <laughs> saying that to their dad <laughs> oh you guys have been fantastic amazing wonderful listening people until next time remember to be kind to each other and gentle because it might hurt otherwise use lube yeah okay?
so earlier, I think when you were reading the first uh, IMDb review, there was a part where it's like Ryan gets lots of girls, and I was like, oh, good job, or something yeah, like that. I do get lots of girls. <clears throat> there was a bit of you know, kind of venom, good boy Ryan, yeah. bit of venom in my heart when I said that it because nice. it, it reminds me of one of the biggest tragedies in my life. What? So I I have a Facebook account. Do you? Um, and oh, occasionally yeah. I I see. I see the the news. The news being that uh, trending, yeah. No, 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 not the trending part, Ryan. The the actual news. The the list the of names. The news, yeah. The list of names that says in 2016 these guys are gonna be like the hottest stuff. And there's a bunch of names there, and my name's never there, Ryan. I never see Bartek in these lists. I never see Bartek in the list of guys who will probably get a girl pregnant in 2017. I never see my name in the list of guys with the biggest dicks. I never see my name in any of these. But Ryan, I see your name in there all the time. You're all of these. Fantastic things and I, all of these not so fantastic I, I things. I genuinely don't know what you're talking about. What really? is this? Really? What's this list? Where do I find this? Well, a bunch of people like share or tag their friends with those names. Oh, that shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never see Bartek in there, so I have no none of these good qualities, and I also don't have any of these bad qualities. I'm a middleman the whole way through. But Ryan, you have so much excitement in your life. And you know why? Mm -hmm. Because. I WANNA FUCK! Oh, it's the want to fuck, not the want to be. I see. He he he, tee he he tee. 